This is a show about relationships made for the weirdos, the perverts, and artists who love people, conversation, and learning to embrace who they are instead of molding to what the normies want from you. Let's begin the show. How could that ever, how can that ever get old? That's like, that's magical. I hope Bill that's watching right now enjoys that. (laughs) Um, The devil has arrived, everybody. And it's in the name of, it's in the name of betas. Um, Welcome to the show. My name's Anthony Restinello. This is betas. I'm a relationship coach. I teach social skills and shit. Um, and tonight we have a fun little show for you. I got a fun TikToker <laughs> on uh, tonight. Um, his name is, I hope I could pronounce it right, Bill Batit. Um, that's probably not right. Um, and I find a kinship with him. It's rare that I actually see guys on the internet like just talking very, very rational without their bias involved, even though most people go, oh yeah, I'm very rational and I have no bias, but like they don't understand that like their deep, deep anger and hatred of women is like driving everything that's happening in their lives. (laughs) Um, We're also going to talk about (laughs) the Leonardo DiCaprio and Jeff Bezos um, and like Laura Sanchez thing, which I think is really funny. And I want to like nerdily analyze that six second clip because I just think that's really funny. (laughs) And see what's really going on there. Was Laura really attracted to Leo or is that just an out of context video? Or is Leo a beta beta or alpha male and his... (laughs) Who's the true beta? <laughs> anyway, guys. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about Bill Batiste. He's actually in the waiting room right now. I'm making him wait while while we watch his TikToks, which I, I don't know how that that's going to feel for him. Just like him watching me watching him. Uh, but anyway, I want to jump into that because, because I think he's I think a really, he's a really interesting, interesting guy. guy. And I really want to just, like, just like talk talk shop, shop with, him. with him so anyway so here's, anyway, here's his, first his first tiktok, TikTok that it's kind of it's like kind of like the first, the first string, string of tiktoks in this, in this series, series that, that i want i want to pick out oh shit oh, hold shit. on hold one second, one second everybody. everybody so both men behind me are both me and whoops. when I... whoops stupid, stupid new... i got this i got this stupid, stupid new, new, uh, so both men behind me are stop it stop it and when i put a poll i got i got this <laughs> I got this, I got this stupid, stupid new extension, new extension for Safari, and, Safari and, it's and it's ruining everything, everything right, right now for me. For me. Um, hold um, on, hold on. I have to I put, have to the, put right, the right screen on. screen on. Do you like better? Women unanimously chose to look on the left. Oh my God, oh my God. this is so annoying. annoying. But I've stopped, stopped doing, doing that. that. Okay, okay. See, see, everyone. everyone see, Bill, see, Bill, Bill doesn't, Bill doesn't know, know, but everyone, everyone, everyone knows that this is like my... Like, like second, second week, week doing, doing this, this. so I'm so just, just learning. learning. <laughs> all right, all right. Hopefully, hopefully we get this, out, this out. out. Hold on. 
Here we go. Here we go. See? 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 I get things, I get things working, working eventually. eventually. All right. Here, All right, we, go. Here we go. Like men chose to look on the right because they gonna feel like shit, that's shit. what women would. All right, all right. Let's go, let's from, go the from the start, start, starty, starty, start, 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 start. So both men behind me are both me. And when I put a poll, which look do you like better? Women unanimously chose to look on the left, while men mostly chose to look on the right. But I feel like men chose to look on the right because they feel like that's what women would want. I don't know. I'm actually asking you guys, why is this? So both men behind okay, me are both okay. And then, and so, then so apparently, apparently he goes, he into goes the into comments, the comments and makes and another, makes another video, video about, about it. Well, I got to see which one. Was... Well, I got to see which one was more accurate, the male or female gaze in the comment section of this video, because everyone was writing which version of me, whether it was the one on the left or the right, did better with women and what were some of the assumptions they made. Now, when men were summarizing me. Oh, it looks oh, like, it looks I'm, like echoing. I'm echoing. Damn. Damn. Right. Nothing was going right, right, right tonight. Male. He knows how to control the hold room. Hold on. He looks like. Nothing, Nothing is going, is going right, right tonight. tonight. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see Let me if, see I, if could, like, I could like the guy undo. Like Stop, Stop it. it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Oh, and doesn't really. Sorry, Sorry guys. guys. I, I was trying to like fuck with shit on um, beforehand because I was trying to make the zoom so people could see the zoom. But that just did not work. So now I kind of messed up the whole freaking stream. And I'm sorry about that. Um, all right. All right. Tell me if, am I echoing still? Let me know if I'm still echoing. Um, if not, we will continue. And it, is it, am I also, uh, skipping frames? Uh, life just works out like that sometimes. What could I say? <laughs> What the fuck am I going to do? Um, but let me guys know, is it, is, are frames skipping right now? Is there echo right now? Give me, like, tell me in the chat, please. Okay. All right. Let's get, let's go back to this. Ugh. All right. Here we go. Where was I here? All right. Well, anyway, let's go to this one. Here we go. Well, I got to see which one was more accurate, the male or female gaze in the comment section of this video, because everyone was writing which version of me, whether it was the one on the left or the right, did better with women and what were some of the assumptions they made. Now, when men were summarizing me on the right, they were saying he looks like an alpha male. He knows how to control the room. He looks like he has his life together. And the guy on the left looks like a beta male and doesn't really get any girls. And that's actually what the guy on the right wanted you to think about him. But that was actually my least successful version of myself with attracting women and where the women were like the guy on the right looks like he mansplains we'll talk about 4x and all these other things i was actually like that and so they were really accurate got to see which one was yeah. more accurate the male so, or i mean look just in this comment here grace says nah the left for sure pulls the most <laughs> all right and then there's one more which even gets deeper into this investigation here So 
lot of people think it's the bald part, but I actually got asked the most whenever I was bald whether or not I was a model and by women. And also, whenever I had my hair grown out and tried to do the turtleneck with a blazer, I got literally no like it was it was way worse than just being bald with a turtleneck and a blazer. Um, and I think it's because with the bald head, I looked like masculine in a turtleneck and a blazer, while with long hair, I looked kind of like a psychiatrist. A lot of people think it's the bald part, but I actually got asked the most. Well, there you go. Okay. So that's Bill Batit. Hopefully that's Bill Batit, if that's his, how his name is pronounced. Um, he's in, <laughs> he's in the waiting room, everyone. I love like hosting a show because I could say things like, let's bring him in. All right. I'm going to bring him in. There he is. And then I'm gonna... I was bald whether no, or not I was a model no. and by women. And right, also... There we go. <laughs> oh, here we go. Hold on. Ask to unmute. And. Hold on one second. You're still muted. I'm going to ask to unmute you. Yo. Hey. Yo, how's hey, my stream? Up? Everyone's saying it's freezing up. It's skipping frames tonight. It's it's um it's a little bit choppy, but like honestly, dude, you have a great voice. I like your <laughs> your whole background stuff. Um everything I, I dude, this the lead in. I one of the things I was noticing was you have like such like pleasant people commenting. Yeah, no, I have nice people. Yeah. Nice people. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a rarity on the internet. Yeah. Betas. Betas are commenting. That's who are. <laughs> do you? <laughs> what do you think of the name of my new my new podcast? Calling it Betas. Oh, I love it! I love it because actually, so I was in the dating coaching space, uh, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, oh, yeah. and like just the the term alpha and beta just really has ruined a lot of lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> including my own like i'm gonna tell you like i'm not gonna it, it would there was such a i've ruined relationships in in the pursuit of being alpha um yeah. trying to appease other people so i think just um kind of just taking the name and just showing what it is it's a name not based in science it's a yeah. name that's hilarious and it's kind yeah. of a, a indicator that you're not doing having the relationship with women that you would want yes. and that's why you're emblemizing you know and so it just yeah. it, I, I love it and it catches it catches attention too, yeah. you know? So that's another thing. It's, it's, it's like calling the New York Yankees Yankee. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it is, I think it's just really good marketing is all it's like things that have good marketing are what win. It's not what's right. Yes. Wins, right. It's like yes. when you're 16 years old, you don't have a lot of experience with women. Uh, you could even be in college and, you are angry at women a little bit and you also like superhero movies and action films and James Bond. And then some guy on the internet goes, well, you see all that, your anger and do you see James Bond, how strong and tough he is? And um, now I'm going to tell you that that means that men are supposed to be pieces of shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and and let me tell you why because as cavemen <laughs> and then they just go into this bullshit history that makes no sense at all 
I have literally heard it all in, yeah. in the manosphere. Of, yeah. the, you, you know, how are you going to protect your woman from a, a guy with a club? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, like, like that's why you, like, I'm going to tell you, you got to be non-reactive because back in primate days, if you reacted <laughs> to a mammoth coming at you, yeah. you would still be alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, we, it's it's the idea that like uh other men are gonna kill you and rape your girlfriend mm -hmm. um yes <laughs> we could go into this for hours but um what i what i'm like what i really like is like listen if i believed this worked like if I believe the red pill headspace, the alphabet worked, I'd be like, yeah, it actually is real. It actually, but it's not. It literally no. does not work. It's literally no. not real. Um, yep. And I, and honestly, you are. That's why I was excited to bring you on because I was like, man, this is probably the first guy ever, ever, that was just like, yeah, no, I tried this. This did not work for me. I tried this. This worked for me. And it's as simple as yeah. that. Like, and, and you took away all emotion. You took away going, well, what I, I don't, I want to feel powerful. What about feeling powerful? And it's like, well, I don't mm -hmm. care about, I literally just, I literally just want to be with girls that I like. I want to know how percent. you feel. Like, tell me your experience with that. Well, number one, uh, thank you for saying that. And yeah. it, it, I wish it was as seamless as you had stated, but um, I had to lose women I love yeah you know mm -hmm. um and what what you realize is is people are just so one of the things I tell people about the red pill is people are just attracted to people who have strong have strong boundaries period this yeah. has nothing to do yeah with like if you have strong boundaries in life with yourself and with other people <laughs> you can completely have that yeah. without the misogyny yeah. and for a long a long time I was caught up and you get caught up in this kind of this like Oedipal theater of like your success with women and representing it to yourself. And, and even whenever they say, Oh, are you going to get cucked by a, another man or whatever like this? And it's like, it, it's all about the theater of the thing. And, yes. and so slowly I, I just began to investigate like, number one, what is this really giving me? And I read five men explain things to me. Uh -huh. uh, my ex-girlfriend gave it to me and hmm. started just realizing, Oh, I'm in kind of, I'm in a cult, honestly, hmm. because, and I, and I am not really considering reality for what it is. And so it, it was a it was a long transition of first me blaming my ex for breaking up with me. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like tr building up this like hero narrative of how I'm going to win her back by being so alpha and amazing. And then you get to this point where you realize that was never it was that was always the fucking problem. Mm. The concept of alphaness and that aspiration and and like here's the thing is having things that you have passion about and standing up for them is something valuable yeah but standing up for things just because you're trying to assert your dominance in a situation it just doesn't get you the kind of, the kind of women like you'll find women who are attracted to you who will put up with that and you'll find women who are attracted to that behavior but for me you know i'm a lawyer i love reading post-structuralist philosophy mm -hmm. so a lot of that those women weren't that they weren't my type and so it just set me up for a, a context where I was never going to have the woman or the relationship that I really did want and crave. Yeah. And something, something interesting I see you point out is like, you know, the values that the red pill alpha thing teaches, it's like, well, there could be good things in there, but it's like, here's, here's the issue is like, 
first of all, they're pretty basic values. But number mm -hmm. two, they're just like it's it's regular basic values, but uh, spiked with like a roofie, like spiked with, mm -hmm. with with fucked up drugs. It's like it, it's it is it's just mangled values is all it is. It's like, well, like the other thing is like, um, like women just want a man with money and status and, and like they, we, we just, we just bring them down to these like very simple creatures that just want these things. But if we think about it, well, I don't believe that women just want money or status, but I do mm -hmm. believe that everybody is universally attracted to a sense of purpose in a person, mm -hmm. right? And a person that's purposeful, really purposeful, quite often they become successful. Mm -hmm. And so it could like to somebody that has like a simple mind, you know, that hasn't really thought about it because they have a lot of bias involved. They go, oh, well, uh, that guy's rich. So that's why. And I mean, there's so, so many examples where it's not about rich, being rich mm -hmm. or having status. It's about having a sense of purpose in what you do, right? Being passionate, like you said. And it's like, again, these are simple ideas. These are simple values, but like, Again, it's just marketing. It's taking the idea of like these ideas and saying, no, we're going to like what you said, like add a story to it, add this narrative to it to like start making you feel, oh, this is this and this. And then you start feeling, oh, I woke up. I'm smart now. Like I see what mm -hmm. others don't like. No, we all see it, but you just see it in a mangled way. <laughs> mm. Like those values have been here since the beginning. Yep. Yep. And, and I think part of it too, is that when there, there is this weird thing where friendship is, there are differences in friendship and romance. And I think that, that it, so it comes out of this space where you have a lot of men who, you know, back when I used to coach, a lot of guys are just there. You, you'd be like, oh man, you know, you seem like a straight up good guy, you know, like, I don't understand why you're having these problems. Mm -hmm. But the, the issue that they they were having was just like they they maybe wouldn't make the move or maybe they'd make a declaring of, of feelings, which, you know, we we've we've all done. And, and, and but rather than just be like, oh, yeah, that's not that big of a deal, bro. Like, you know, like it, it, maybe just do these things a little bit better or maybe some context better, or maybe be more clear with what you actually want from the beginning and and don't have these covert contracts. You and you have these people where it's like, no, actually, she betrayed you. She used you mm -hmm. when actually the whole time you were having a beautiful friendship. Yeah. Like the, the weird thing is, is that the framing of friend zone being a place where women put you in rather than actually you just have a woman that's your friend and you might have a crush on her. <laughs> like, like, like you, you are seeing something great in this person and, and you maybe aren't the you haven't done the things in your life to where she instantly puts you in the frame of, of lover or you guys have such a good rapport that like you're you're the time you're having with each other is really far away from a feeling sexual but that doesn't mean she's an evil person yeah. i'm gonna tell you this i have this problem when i'm on a date and we're having an amazing time i don't feel sexually aroused either yeah because having a great conversation is actually 
different in how your brain yeah. interprets the situation than the build up to sex. Yeah. And rather than like kind of just taking all of that away, it's just like, no, she got all that yeah. she could out of you. She used you as a, as yeah. a, as a, as a, as a, as a cum thing. And then yeah. she went over there and fucked another guy. And yeah. it's like, bro, like, I'm like, man. Yeah. I, I, and, and I go back to myself because I used to, I used to, it used to be, I think because anger is such a motivator mm-hmm. that, mm. that these guys, use that as part of the the catalyst of the marketing and and also i wanted to bring this up it's so simple you i love that you pointed out that the red pill stuff is so simple and that's why it's such a bastion for racism yeah and mm. uh, as well as sexism and it's a pipeline to the alt-right yes because what it did it, it, it basically you try to make reality simpler than it is and when you keep trying to do that oh people who vaguely look alike all must be alike, (laughs) right? People who have private part like this must be like that, you know? And it's just like, you are Nordic. Wow. You know, and it's all, but it's all part of this mythopoetic universe that people kind of interpolate themselves through. And it's just like, it's sad to see people get caught up in it. I mean, I've, I've gone through the, that, the black pill stuff. And, and I think the big thing too is with online dating, people end up mistaking apps for reality. Yeah. So in an environment, let's say clubs and apps where people, not just women, people are hyper like shallow because you're just, it's basically meant for that. Of course. It's commodifying people. Exactly. It's your Amazon. Like it's not, it's not humans fault. It is literally the medium. The medium yes. forces yes. you to do that. Yes. Yes. And so, so many people conflate what happens in this medium with actual reality mm. that they, they end up chase, they end up either focusing on the immutable, which was the case for me. Like I'm half Indian, half black. And that, um, that, uh, I think dataclism had come out in 2015 or 2014. And it really, it really like psychically injured me because it was like the, the realization of everything that I secretly feared, mm. which was that, that that was, but the thing is, is even the message lower rate of Indian and black men is only, is only like, is only like 10 messages, mm. right? So it's actually just solved within just sending 200 messages on yeah. the platform, but no one looks at that. Yeah. You look at something that you can't change about you and you build a victim narrative and you end up hating the world and it's, and it's hard to get out of until you transcend concepts like yes. race and all these other things. And you just realize people are attracted to you as the individual when you meet them in reality. Uh, I like you so much. <laughs> Dude, I'm having an amazing time. This is, this is great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And you know, another thing that I, I tell people about online dating is like, and this is so true because we, we commodify humans. So it's like, we're not on online dating the person that one would be attracted to or attracted to on a dating app wouldn't be attracted to in real life. Mm. A person Mm. that you might be attracted to in real life, you might not be attracted to on a dating app, you know, because for instance, like if we're going to think of like a big black and white example, you could think of like, this giga Chad with like the most muscles in the world, like super huge, like in real life, that might be weird to be around. Mm-hmm. Like they could just be too big, like way, like way, way too bulging, busty, like, you know, but on a picture, 
where we relate that to like a magazine ad or, you know, an action hero or something like that, that is where I believe we make the connection when we see the person on a dating mm. app. Yeah, no. And it, I love that you brought up the Giga Chat example because there are, all, I've never really heard of, when I've shown the picture, women usually are terrified actually <laughs> of the Giga Chat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there, it, it, because, I mean, and if you really think about it, like, dude, somebody who is six, it, 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 there, there are tons of relationship issues that I've heard women tell me about dating somebody too tall. Mm. And people are like, oh, what? That's crazy. No, like five foot two, like, like women, when a guy's like six, four, six, five, now this isn't all women, but some of them, they don't like having to turn up that much. They yeah. don't have to, the, the logistics. What I'm saying is there are all sorts of narratives for and against literally anybody. And what kind of just, it's just about finding out whether or not that is the relationship that you might have with that person. But we try to, I think that one of the things about, especially millennial culture is um, that it's a culture built on curation and fixing faults because we were the first generation to kind of really get access to the internet as a medium of self-improvement hmm. for like at very critical junctures in our life. So everybody, that's why you see things like the black pill, the, all these other things, because it's like, mm. oh, I can, I now have enough access to information to be able to change these things about myself. I begin to think that attraction is built solely through this physical, this physical main. And it's really mm. not, we're really, there's so much attraction is so multilateral and actually circumstance dependent. You, you talked about like, even there are people that, you know, you might meet at the beginning, and this happens less so with men, but this happens with women where they meet you initially and they're like, oh, I don't think that's my type. But they're talking, yes. they're like, oh my God, this guy's like yes. really cool. And it's a, this discovery process. Yes. And a lot of people, uh, and because when you think about things in in terms of clubs, I think also do this for a lot of people because I remember just taking guys out on boot camp. Clubs will just be your worth. It, it validates all your insecurities. If, yes. if, if you're literally anybody. Yeah. I've literally gone out with my best looking friends and seen them getting blown out. Yes. It's, 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 a, it's an environment made to make you feel insecure yeah. so you keep buying drinks. And yep. so people, when they think of success, they think of it within this domain. And it's just like, that's, I mean, people have met the love of their life there, but I'm, I really like meeting with women during the day. It's the least efficient. Either... Yeah. A, a nightclub yeah. is like the least efficient place. Now, if you yes. like playing a game, if you like challenging yourself, if you're doing it solely mm -hmm. for the challenge, the game, you know, putting a video game on hard mode and going, yeah, I'm going to win, go for it. But in terms of actual results, it's just highly inefficient. Million things. It'll, it'll, it'll run you into, you're spending a lot of money. You end up hanging out with people you usually wouldn't. You're, you can be, you can get in morally dubious situations where someone might be blacked out and you might not even be aware they wake up at your place and they're like, how did I get here? There, I've heard all sorts of stories. Like yeah. the thing is, is that like night, night game, like I'm glad that I had those times, but me and my friends look back and it's like, I just really missed out on a, also just to tie it back to the alpha beta, the red pill thing. I missed out on a lot of friendships with women too, during that time mm. where, because there is this thing where it's like, Oh, like I have enough friends. This, this line permeated everywhere. It's like, Oh, if a girl tells you that I have a boyfriend, but they're down to be friends. Oh, I have enough friends. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and, and that concept of being friends with a woman as a loss, rather than hey like i'm getting access to attractive women yes. to be friends with me that i can get their feedback i and i can actually get insight into how they think about their problems and relationships with men mm -hmm. and and you know it's completely different than the guy's advice that they give you 
Yep. There, there you, what you realize is there's like literally a myriad of reasons why anything happens in the dating realm. And it's not as simple as you didn't have enough value or you weren't mm -hmm. tall enough or you oh, didn't yeah. have big enough muscles. You didn't make enough money. Yeah. Uh, and people fail to realize that relationships are investments. You know, it's not like buying a product. It's investing mm -hmm. in somebody. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like you said, you, you're making friends with somebody and that relationship could, you know, like, and I always bring up I always bring up the idea of, you know, you make a friend, you keep hanging out with that friend, um, and it could be, you know, any gender. They have a birthday party one time, and then all of their friends are there. And if you're good friends mm -hmm. with this person, I mean, it's, you're, you are like tapping into their social circle right there with yes. all warm introductions. You know, it's, once again, it's, it's like when, a pickup artist wakes up every morning. He starts off at zero. You know, when somebody that is like loves relationships and loves people, when they wake up every morning, they wake up with a bunch of investments, you know, mm -hmm. in their life that they could tap from. They could message somebody, hey, what's going on this week? Anybody, yes. women, men, anybody. Yes. Yeah, I love that. And and just to, to steal man your point yeah. is like, uh, the, the person actually that just called me during this time, um, we met, I met her five years ago or four, five years ago now in Chicago, just on the street. Um, we've only had like one actual time we kissed, but we've like been friends for five years. She's acted yeah. in my pilot, like um, mm. she's featured in my anime. She's connected me with their friends. So it's just to, to highlight the point. And She's beautiful. We talk, we flirt, but like, I'm happy whenever she's in a relationship and she helps me out with creative projects. And I, it's, it has been such a resource. And so definitely this investment, when yeah. you invest in people and you kind of just let things go where the other person wants them to go, like, it's kind of weird to have, if you can just get into the exploration mindset, whenever dating, mm -hmm. it's like, I just want to see how far this goes and whether or not the sex makes sense for me. Yeah, that's Because great. that's another thing. Like, I remember, like, one of the things that I've been working on lately is what I call compulsive sex, where it's like, if you get in the, the habit of dating, and it's like, oh, like, we're dating, I set up the date close to my place, and we end up back to my place, and then you have sex, it, 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 there's an acceleration that happens on that to where sometimes, it, even if you do like each other and stuff like that, it just happens so fast, you just don't feel invested. So I've been slowing down mm -hmm. a lot of my dating and really seeing if it yeah. makes sense for me as, like, like, I feel like I really want this to happen right now. Not like, oh, am I going to feel because comp head um, really when I found out that term from TikTok by, from like a 17 year old kid. But like, that's what I love about TikTok. Wait, what's the term? Um, comp compulsory heter heteronormative behavior comp head. Got it. And basically, basically, it's uh, um, as it was explained to me is that where you make decisions because you feel like you have to do that to be heteronormative and guys yeah. do this all the time especially in america yes. where it's like oh like i i would have had i tried to have sex with her blah 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 oh what are you and then and then there's the home of because everyone's trying to prove that yeah. they're not gay yes. and it's all rooted <laughs> yes, in this weird yeah. homophobia <laughs> so i have a joke in my stand-up i love that you yeah. like that because i was like yeah. one of my jokes in my stand-up is the gayest thing i ever did was have sex with lots of women because i did it to impress other men yes like yes no woman is impressed yes by that <laughs> i i yes i think about all that, that all the time it's like most of what guys do in terms of dating is to look cool to their friends 
Yes. And I did that when yes. I was when I was 18, when I was 19. That's how I thought about stuff. I go, well, yeah. I want I want to meet this girl and I want to get with this girl because I'm going to be fucking cool, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, once I started going like it, this was the same thing for alcohol for me. You know, uh, at one time I, I stopped drinking for like two years um, and now I just drink like rarely. But I went, wait, I want to know if it's actually like serving me and i realized wait like being cool is not serving me Mm. the only thing because what i all i want is i just want to be with somebody that i'm attracted to that i like and likes me back i don't care about anything else so why am Mm -hmm. i trying to why am i playing into the whole wow wow i want to you know be as I want to look like the man as much as possible to my friends. That did, mm-hmm. that literally brings me no nothing. What is that going to do? And they already me? like you. Yeah, they they already, already yeah. fucking like you. They <laughs> already like you. That's yeah. the weird part, right? It's like yeah. it's like, dude, I already think you're cool. Stop trying to. Yeah, if I had a <laughs> like, if I had a friend that was horrible at dating, I'm not gonna go. Ugh do I really want to be around this guy? <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, that would never enter my mind. No, it's, it's, so, it's such yeah. a crazy thought. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing is, is, is that like we're, we're, we're competing with phantoms, right? Yeah. Like these, these perceptions. And one of the things, so right now I'm writing this book um, about the metaphysics of identity. And one of the things I talk about is, is that like in the, so in it, I, I say that we think of things in kind of a theater setting. But what's really illuminating is the audience within our theater, right? There are people, there are people that we aim to impress that are no longer in our lives that we don't talk to, mm. but we tend to interpret out the events of our lives from their perspective within our own wow, mind. Wow, yeah, that's right. Great. So it could even be completely silent, and it could be your your friend from high school yes. and what they would think about this girlfriend who you haven't talked to in ten years. But yes. this, all of a sudden, you're you're having this mental. The argument with this individual who's not part of your life in mm. terms of what you think success is, and a lot of people for them, sex is, or success is for the most periphery members of society to still think you're a success, yes. right? Everybody is doing things for like, oh, if somebody saw me on the street, they would think I was cool, but you never talk to them. Yes, right. <laughs> there is literally and- you don't get anything from this coolness. There's not, you no. don't get anything from it. There's no, there's literally no, like you don't get paid. They don't pay you money. What are they no. going to do? There's nothing. <laughs> and, there, there's literally yeah. nothing. And when it's I so realized funny. that, yeah, when I realized that I was like, wait a second, I literally just want to be with somebody that I'm attracted to that I like, that likes me back. And if I only focus on that, how could I do that? Mm. And then I started realizing, well, I could cut out this. This isn't, this is inefficient. Like going to the club with my boys and and hitting on Mm -hmm. girls that if I really look at where I'm dating people the most, that would probably be the least, Mm -hmm. right? Or maybe like the second least or something like that. And what I found is I'm usually finding the people that I like the most through my social circle, through communities mm-hmm. that I'm in, you know, and yep. I feel the most confident in myself through communities that I'm in. I feel the most confident in myself when I go to my best friend's girlfriend's birthday party, 
You know, mm. that's where I feel the most myself because all those people are going to be like me. I'm yep. there's there's everything's a warm introduction. And, you know, like in in those areas, like there's no there's no feeling of like winning there. Whereas at a club, there's a feeling of winning. Oh, mm. you know, I you know, I I I I beat the AMOG or whatever they say, mm. you know, I I said these things and she liked it and I got through her shit tests and then I did this and then I, you know, you know, dragged her out. And then, you know, it's like in your head, it's like, Ooh, win. It's like another point. Ooh, another level I passed another level I passed. And it's like, again, that, that never served me. It was literally just no. a video game and no. video games don't yeah. give you anything except listen, if you want to play a real life video game, be my guest. But, you know, in my world, if you're going to learn from me, it's like I'm here to teach you actually how to have a good time with people that you're attracted to and nothing else. Um, yeah. And another thing that you mentioned, but we've, you know, we've moved so fast in the past, you know, 30 minutes is uh, attraction. And I, I just find that so interesting. And I, I, I talk about it all the time. And, you know, the way I teach it is I say like, listen, attraction is kind of an amorphous blob. Like there's really no mm -hmm. rhyme or reason to it. You just feel it at the moment and you can't be attracted to a nose. You can't be attracted to how big somebody's breasts are. You can't be attracted to how big somebody's muscles are. Um, because those are just body parts. You're not attracted to a body part. It's, mm -hmm. And, and, and you also mentioned in the context, right? So like in a certain context, the way somebody acts or the way somebody looks or whatever, it's different. So it's like, I am always telling people like if, if when you say, oh, I'm not attracted to them because of this, it's like, there's, and like you said, there's so many times where the person at first said, oh, I'm not that into them. But once they start talking, they feel it. Because it's it's amorphous. It's it's you really can't explain it. Um, and I I find so many people uh, they focus on what the standards of once again what will make them look cool mm -hmm. if they are with that person, and we mistake that for attraction, right? Mm -hmm. And and I realized. I said, wait a second, if I see somebody and I feel that little thing in my chest where I feel anxious and, oh my God, oh, I don't know what to say, blah, blah, that's not attraction. That's not attraction. Attraction is literally attraction. You are literally mm -hmm. pulled to that person. You are literally compelled to be closer to that person without fear, without anxiety. That's attraction. If you're feeling yeah. that, that's when you're feeling attraction, attracted. If you're feeling the fear, it's usually that you're in that com competition mode where you go, oh, this is a highly valued member of society based on our standards, based on the way they look or their perceived status. And I want to have that. And so now mm -hmm. I'm going to play the game. And that's where the anxiety comes in. And I really want to help people differentiate discern between those two feelings because you say, Oh, I'm attracted to her. It's like, mm, I don't think you're attracted to her. 
I think you you just want to be known as having her. Mm, mm, mm. You know what? That, that really hits hard. And it's one of those things where it's like, I have even like, it's one of the things that I have to be vigilant with myself about mm. that. Like, because it is so easy to, to, to think that you've conquered, like, you know, it's one of the things I've been really watchful for myself is like falling back into old paradigms using different words. Mm. So like you, cause I, like even earlier this year, I, yes. there was somebody I fancied in that, 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 that way that, that it was like, it was so meaningful, symbolically meaningful that, right. Like, it's like, oh, this relationship, if it worked out with this person would be cathartic for my life narrative and what it represents to me in this weird yeah. abstract game that I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. And because, and, and I love that it, the way you, you worded that was so perfect because it, it, it literally is, it's not actual attraction. It's just trying to possess and possession is always insecure, not in that it makes yeah. you insecure. It's just that you can't, the reality is always changing and yeah. your, your brain is aware of this. So the more you, you, feel like you need something to be possessed by you in order to have access to a cathartic experience, the more anxiety you're going to feel because your brain is aware that it, it literally could go away at any moment. Yeah. And you're right. It's just, we so don't I, own it, anything. I, <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and, and it's, 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 it just gets so far in the way of the experience because what ends up happening is you end up wanting to hide parts of yourself too right because it becomes sort of like this weird interview thing where you're like trying to get something and you're like oh like yeah. i need to appear as perfect and yeah. and 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 so it just i i just want everybody in the chat to like really take note that was a that was a master class and people die without that insight and that's one of the things i think is really important about podcasts like yours is like dude there are people who literally killed themselves because they didn't have this message there and like it's yes. the sad thing about the date the dating industry is like dude like when you when you meet people at a really some of people are at a really dark time and they have everything else worked out and they're at the last thing and it's like because we as a culture have put such an emphasis on romantic transcendence right mm. every, almost every movie you've watched comes with a transcendent romantic moment which might not have had any point even in the movie the guy gets the girl though and that is the emblem of success and even though everyone knows that movies are made up we don't understand that that yeah. you knowing that they're made up doesn't change the fact that they create your secret aspirations. Yes. One of the things I've been pointing out to people recently is I, I had a friend of mine, he grew out a mustache and he's like, man, you know, I live in Brooklyn. He's like, man, I, I, he has a man bun and a mustache. He's like, man, I'm like, I'm like one of the guys I, I used to make fun of. Like, yeah. You know I, just, but, but I was like, but there was some part of you who looked at that and was like, I want to be that. And then did that without your knowledge. And yeah. that's the same thing with movies. And that's why mm. you have to keep vigilant. It's not enough to just know that you can do it. It's that you will, you'll feel propelled and you'll, you'll come up with different ways of hiding it. But if the way that I've realized, and it, it came out of this book called The Singularity of Being, which was an analysis of Lacanian psychology, where if you just in any moment, just commit to being honest and not hiding. And if you feel like your value is that you are withholding, or anything like that, you want to work against that feeling hmm. because that with you thinking that your value comes from withholding yourself means that you want to build a relationship where you have built your value around scarcity. And I'm not saying yeah. that it never has worked for anybody. It definitely has worked for people, but they don't end up having the relationship that we secretly crave, which is just someone to be around that loves our presence. 
-hmm. And if you build your value around scarcity, it's just never, even if that person would want that with you, you won't let that land with you because you have manipulated yourself into believing that you need to be scarce in order for this person to value you. Mm. And, you know, something else you mentioned about, uh, you know, watching movies is, you know, I, I, I really think most of all this does come from culture, you know, from music, from movies, from TV to the point where now, um, and I don't know, have you ever gotten into like Eckhart Tolle? Uh, no, uh, but I've, I've, I've done a meditation and, yeah. and I'm familiar with some of his work. You know, he has one, he has one part of it in his book where, um, I think, you know, it was the question answer section where they were saying, like, are you saying, like, because I don't have an ego any, because I shouldn't have an ego and I shouldn't identify with things that, like, I can't root for my favorite sports team anymore and get excited about it. And he said, listen, like, you're allowed to have, like, a surface level, like, identity, you know, like, a, like this this world identity, while underneath knowing that you're truly not identifying with it. And so it's like, mm -hmm. now when I watch movies, like I could watch a drama, right? And mm -hmm. I can feel so strongly for a character that uh, is like dealing with some relationship issues and like really feel bad and go, oh my God, that's so sad. But underneath, I know it's all bullshit. I know it's just a story. Mm -hmm. I know it ha holds no, like no uh grounding in reality i know that as soon as the movie's over i'm going to live with my own values that i that i know uh are are the healthy ones and i think like you said it's so so important to be vigilant about that because it's so easy so easy to just fall into that because it's literally our culture it's it's it is the culture Yes. And, and, and one of the things too, is that like part of the thing we, we get exposed to survivorship bias with relationships and thoughts. So like one of the things that I've been thinking about just on a similar, like meditation kind of wavelength, is like your thoughts, like just because you make an association in your head or there is a synchronicitous moment that happens around somebody or something doesn't mean anything about the future. Mm -hmm. And we, we also, you know, and this is something that I need to keep telling myself and I, but it's, it's that the intensity of your feelings are not evidence of destiny, mm. right? Like that, yeah. like you, you can have, you can have really intense feelings and they literally mean nothing about what is going to happen. And the, and the reason we feel like those things are that is because of lines in movies or because they were spectacular stories. Like the reason it's so cool whenever you hear that somebody knew that they were going to marry this person is because that never fucking happens. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. That, exactly. That, it's that's why it's special. And so it's just really important to, 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 yeah, like just approach those things. And it's funny that you had talked about that because I, I, I decided to become a Knicks fan this year. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's, I'm going to be a Knicks fan. I'm going to be like, and like yeah. but the whole time I'm in on the joke. Yes. Right. Like I'm that that's the thing is to be on the inside of it, but also be fully invested. And the more you kind of have this relationship with meditation or, or the splintering of yourself, you can do that because you realize that there are many different versions of you operating within yourself. And the more you can kind of just 
basically not compartmentalize, but have a relationship with all these ones. You don't get caught up in these these cons- these consuming narratives of like, I need to lose my virginity or why don't I have a girlfriend? Yeah. And sometimes you don't have a girlfriend because you actually don't want one. And mm. so you pick impossible women mm. because you actually might enjoy being alone or you might have a problem masturbating or whatever. Like there might be yeah. a whole host of things, but like you, sometimes if, the, if it doesn't make sense on why you're single, maybe ask yourself, why do I pick people that are impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Because what what value am I getting out of the circumstance that I'm in? Because you might actually be a lot happier than you're allowing yourself to be. Mm, I love that. Somebody in the chat said, if Bill started a YouTube channel, I'd I'd watch all his vids. The education is mad. Well, I mean, uh, you that, can watch his you. TikTok. Yeah, yeah. And, and I need to get back on YouTube. This this has been just like the best. Yeah, YouTube's, YouTube's Where are fun. you, Anthony? I'm in LA. Is, you mean physically? Okay. Okay. Yeah, physically. <laughs> um, and you know, also going back to the friend zone, and uh, I mean everything you were just saying right there too is, uh, you know, I have clients that I work with all the time, and uh, they get so attached to you know a woman that they're friends with, um, and they get so upset when they realize that it's not going to turn into a relationship, and it's literally because when we get deep down into it. They literally are living the relationship in their head. Mm-hmm. So they're having a, th- their fantasy is living out the relationship with the woman or the man in their head while it's not in real life. So when they realize that it's never actually going to happen, there's such a depression, almost like, you know, like a death in the family where you are literally breaking off this person, breaking off the relationship in your head. And so they get depressed so hard because of that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah. you're mourning, you're, you're mourning a life that never happened. Yes. I do it's like literally the, the, the thing is, is it's so it's and it's so easy for that to even happen, even if you're dating a person like like then that, that's it's it's so those those things of building up the fantasy or building up the thing or, or especially whenever you think that things are supposed to happen at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so you're like, Oh, like, like I'm, I'm like 33 now. And so like, I need to be, I need to meet who I need to marry now. And then yeah. so all of a sudden every woman in your life, because they were just simply around you at a certain age where you feel the pressure of society to get engaged, you 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 then build up narratives in your head of how it's going to work out with this person, mm. and and it's just it, like and like for me, I always I always am like reflective because it, it's so easy it, because I've had such a bad habit of doing it. I still do. I talked to a woman I used to date yesterday on the phone, and she moved back to the city. We had a, it was a great call, and I was like, "What happens if?" It? And I'm like, "Dude, you don't you don't want to invest in in this snowball of ideas, mm. right? She, this person's awesome. Let's see, but beyond that, we're not going to spend a lot of time." Uh, kind of rehashing a fantasy in the meantime. Okay. It's, it's just like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So what I want to know is because it, it sounds like you are good at that and I'm good at that, but it took me a lot of work. So like, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of people that watch this and they go, okay, well like, how do you do that? Because I could tell myself that, but I won't do it. So like, how do mm-hmm. you do it, Bill? So, so one of the first things is, and I think this is a great question, is realizing that your thoughts are made up mm-hmm. and that you can just literally pull the curtain on them 
imagine that you're kicking those thoughts out of your head and start with a clean sheet. And once you understand that, like your thoughts aren't actually that important, there are tons of things that you think about that don't actually have that you never do or anything like that. That's the first step for me is creating that separation between me and my thoughts. Then beyond that is actually seeing like kind of I like to write because sometimes we think a lot about something because we're or we're calling friends trying to talk about something because we're trying to reach a point within the conversation that isn't built for conversation. You have a thousand eight hundred words to say about how you feel about this thing, mm. and you're only getting four hundred words out in this conversation, and you also have to get the other person's input. This is why I always recommend write essays for your friends, right? Like if you're going through some emotional relationship stuff, just write out an entire essay, send it to your close friends or whatever, not a letter to them or whatever, so they get what all the what your thoughts, and then you guys can actually see what's coming up, mm. right? Because sometimes you're stopping short because like you you don't realize what's all what's all the interplay you don't realize like oh like the reason i feel this strongly is she looks like avil lavine and i came up at that mm. same time and uh, and i'm placing an over importance on our story because we used to be best friends and wouldn't that be cool if i remember seeing a movie like this and i'm, I'm embarrassed about my feelings because i feel like they're not reciprocated because it actually because i never i i never feel like i'm chosen but that's actually not true people do choose me but i lose interest almost when that happens and like, if you explore all those out and, and everything like that, at least you can say like, wow, there's a lot here. And that story, right? That story that kind of keeps bubbling up in your head is completely outside of you. And that way you can then interact with it. Wow. Yo, that's beautiful. And, you know, I realize in my 20s, I did that. I literally wrote out my experiences mm -hmm. and kind of analyzed how I was feeling, why I felt that way during this experience yeah. and that makes so much sense. And also to people that are not uh, as easily able to kind of dive in their feelings. Uh, like I'm the type of person where I'm, I'm like really good at doing like a recon mission into my feelings, like go mm -hmm. in there, figure out what am I feeling right now? Why is this happening? Why did that happen? Oh, it's this. Oh, okay, good. And then like, getting out, getting out of there as fast as possible before I start, you know, like overthinking and stuff, uh, where there's a lot of people that aren't just, their personality is not made up that way where they're more mm -hmm. focused on other things rather than like the ability to kind of go in their emotions. So writing it down is amazing. Like, I love that tip is to like literally write an essay. I mean, you could send it to a friend, but if that feels uncomfortable, you don't have mm -hmm. to send it to a friend. Yeah. You know, you could literally just type it up in a journal and say, okay, this had interaction happened here. And the thing that I always would do is I would always go, but why, why did I do that? Or mm -hmm. why do I feel this way? And so it's like, when you're writing that down, like, right. Okay. Well, why? And then answer the question. Why did I feel this way? Why? Okay. Here's the question. Here's the answer and keep doing that. Oh, damn, dude, that's really yeah. good. I love that. No, and it's it's so funny how we just have a lot of pure experiences because that 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 happened to me too, where I was just like writing stuff down, and it was even how I got into the space because I was like writing blog posts, I was writing on yeah, forums, that's what I was and it, of, yeah. of course, of th those times it was I had weird tools because you you have the tools of the forum, so you'd yeah. end up being like, but like when when all of those start to go away, and you do ask that persistent why why, and you you and 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 you end up when you end another thing I like to do is I like to look at myself from the third party perspective. Um, 
So because sometimes we get addicted to our own subjectivity. So like you, you have all this narrative in your head. I try to jump out and look at what has actually happened in the physical world. Mm. Right. And from that perspective, you know, it's not that that perspective is is the dominant dominant one because our subjective experience is important. But sometimes I've had this happen where I'm like so caught up in my subjective experience. I'm really realizing objectively nothing has actually happened. Right. Like mm. you sent, let's say this, like sometimes you, you, this is the one example of this is like, you, let's say you send a text to somebody that you like and they don't get back to you. Subjectively, it might feel like the meaning you're trying to pull out of this <laughs> is like, it's so intense, right? You're like, this means this, this means this. Number one, there are, there are tons of different lenses that you can hold meaning out of, um, from the situation. But the other part is, is like, what actually happened? You send a message, they didn't respond. That's it. That's it. Wow. You don't, they could have, and, 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 and don't let it sometimes be more than that because it's not, dude, there, there are tons of people like where, like, you, you know, they didn't respond to me a few times and then we end up having like a beautiful relationship yeah. eight months later. You know, it's like, it, it, things aren't what you're trying to pull out of them. Mm. And so like to kind of, because I think sometimes one of the things my therapist said to me was, William, do you feel like you know everything? And I said, of course, no. And then she's like, so I want you to try this. I want you to keep an open mind. This is our first session that the thing that might be the key to your happiness might be in a space where is an unknown unknown, right? You might not know what actually might make you happy at this point. Uh, and that was really important for me because I feel like a lot of us intellectually know we don't know everything, but we participate in the world as if we do, mm. right? And so we'll, we'll be like, oh shit, that happened. I know exactly why it happened. It was because of these, these, these reasons. Well, then after you write down your base reasons, what are all the reasons you don't think it could be, mm. right? <laughs> like, and then start playing with it and you realize that there's, there's, it's just, it's, it's yes. a stupid game. And, and it's a stupid yeah. game rather than just asking, just ask. Like a lot of times too, you can just <laughs> cut through all of this by being like, hey, like, are, do you like me? <laughs> like, like that, that's, you know, like I'm yes. going on a date on Saturday and I was like, you know, I, I, I have a huge, I, do you like me? Do you want to go on this date? Yeah. You know, and this is after I shot my shot and it failed and we were going out on this date because part of it is just being honest yes. and being like, Hey, this is where I'm at. And it feels terrifying. But the, what you have to realize is that humiliation and embarrassment you feel right beforehand, that is you protecting your weakness, right? The, the wanting to hide is you protecting where, where you should actually be exposing. And that mm -hmm. way you can actually learn where where you're actually hurt whether or not any of your inferences are correct and for a lot of people i know who are seeking help in the dating realm a lot of people are really hyper self-aware and very self-critical so a lot of the inferences you make actually aren't correct yes they're just they're they're actually slanted so far in the pessimistic range yeah. because you're addicted to self-improvement yeah that you don't really you don't really let it land that like actually it might even be the opposite she, she might ignore you because she's just trying to like she's she's nervous yes. and she didn't know what to yes. say and then now it's been too long and she doesn't want to seem like she's playing games you don't know yes. right and so it's just like you 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 want to get in the space where you want to just find out and get clear yes dude this this is everybody like so many people that i talk to so many people that i work with they already have the answer they have the answer before they've even thought all of the possibilities. And like, I love that they're because they're obsessed with self-improvement. So <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, and, you know, another funny thing that happens is like 
I'll have clients text me and go, well, uh, he didn't respond. She didn't respond. Uh, what do I do? I go, how long was it since you texted? It was like a half hour or like an hour. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> always give yeah. it like, give it, give it at least a day before we could start thinking about stuff. All right. <laughs> like, yeah, we, like literally people will freak out after an hour. No. And, and, and it's, it's, it's because we have been taught to believe that these things are meaningful about who we are. And that might be an inextricable problem. Like you might have lacked the constitution. You, you, I, I, one thing I've seen bubble up with me, friends, people I've worked with is, is that they are afraid that there is something that is deeply wrong with them and that can't be fixed. And so they're looking, if any type of rejection or rejection narrative is available, they've started looking for validation of that truth, that they're secretly unacceptable. And that's their deep fear and that, that it would have already happened already. That's like the other mm. thing where people are like, well, why hasn't it just happened yet? It must mean something. No, it just, it literally just means it hasn't happened yet. And one of the things that's really interesting is how whenever you start having success, you realize you end up looking back and you're like, I had so many people who were into me <laughs> and yes. I just didn't realize it because I was looking for the wrong signs or I didn't believe in myself or I got scared. There's a lot of people who get scared and they're like, it's going well and they don't want to ruin it. So they're like, oh, leave now uh, and then I'll hit them up tomorrow. And then that's when, and it's just like, just stay and, and see where things go. But people are get so frightened that they, they might ruin a moment or ruin a memory. And it's like, if you stop taking yourself so seriously, no matter what happens, like, you know, no matter what happens, you can end up, you can end up laughing about it later. Right. Like, like that's a, I think a big part of this is like not taking yourself seriously on this journey because mm. people approach dating as if it's so serious. Yeah. It's like, Hey man, you, you're gonna, it, there, there are some things, some miscommunication, some confusion, sometimes where everything goes bad, where it's actually just really funny. And yes. if you can just help, help yourself see the humor in that you can begin being feeling lighter and then you won't have these feelings of shame or embarrassment around something that's just supposed to bring you joy. Hmm. Dude, we got, we have to, uh, mint, we have to mint this interview into an NFT. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's how valuable it is. Yes. Um, you know, when you keep talking, all of these things keep popping into my head. Uh, one of them is, uh, you know, I think it was like last week I was doing a stream and, um, uh, somebody came on to ask me a question about their dating life and she was going, oh, well, you know, I have, I'm, I'm like having problems with dating. <clears throat> I'm seeing this one guy, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm seeing this other guy. And then I'm like, all right. And then I, as I do, I like, you know, I ask my questions. I, I want to really figure out what's going on. And at the end of it, and she might even be in, she might even be watching right now. Um, at the end of it, I go, I don't, where's the problem? You're, you're dating mm. two guys. One asked you out and you haven't responded to him. The other one says that he wants to come visit you and you never followed up with him on that. Where's the problem? What's going, everything's mm. great with you. And she, and she goes, Oh, I, I guess you're right. <laughs> there was literally oh. nothing wrong. But it was all in her head, the worry of like, oh, my God, something's wrong. Oh, God, I don't know what's going to happen. Yes. Well, so, dude, this is just, so 
I'm having so many thoughts. I love that you brought this up because so one of the things I've been doing a lot of writing about is um, the role of anticipation and how important it is for us to feel like our lives have meaning. But as a culture, we tend to interpret anticipation with dread, right? Like, oh, like, because I don't know, because there's this uncertainty, it's not like, oh, what could happen? It's always, oh, I don't know what could happen. And that is actually robbing us of a, like a really great part mm -hmm. of life. Like there's this guy I follow on uh, TikTok named Francis Bourgeois, and he is a train spotter. He has a million followers, and he, he goes and he waits for trains to come all over England, and then he waves at the guy, the train drivers, and if they honk, he gets so happy and excited. <laughs> wow. But part of the reason he gets so happy and excited is because it was this anticipation of whether or not they would wave back, and they did, mm -hmm. and that's realized. And I think that a lot of times in dating people just, it's like, dude, you actually want this feeling mm. of uncertainty. It's actually what makes you feel alive. Yeah, there isn't exciting. anything wrong. It is actually exciting. And sometimes, you know, we, we sometimes we don't want more and we feel guilty. Mm. And the other thing, the reason is I feel like English, um, just the grammar of English and how we think about things, we tend to think of things solely existing as problems. Like there was this uh, something I read where it's like Western philosophy looks at problem as a life as a problem waiting to be solved. And it, um, Eastern philosophy tends to look at life as a mystery that will reveal itself mm. and kind of constantly looking through things as as if there are always problems means that you're perpetually going to have problems rather than, oh, this is things are just going to slowly reveal themselves. That's way the the, the, the weight of that there is nothing that actually yeah. needs to happen just time needs to move forward mm. right there is no nothing to solve and so but we're so addicted that's if you want to make lots of money you solve a problem you find a problem you know yeah. and but that's how we think and it's it's the structure of it so we can't even let it land that wow two guys i'm interested in really like me. yeah and you know and i can't wait to see what happens and it's so easy for us to do and um but yeah, anticipation is what we live for. I even came up with a word of like that I say whenever anticipation is realized, where I say anticipa. It's dumb, Ooh. but I'm like because we it literally is just because we sometimes moments are so seamless hmm. that if you don't recognize that you just had your anticipation realized, you might just never realize that you're actually having a lot of the things you want to have happen in life happen. Hmm. Dude, yes, and uh, this kind of reminds me of um, back to Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now. He, he talks about um, how like cats, he believes are like the the most enlightened teachers, you know, you could ever have. And, mm -hmm. then, he, and then he talks about how um, like a cat will literally sit waiting at the mouse hole all day long, but just calmly, just, but calmly, but with complete mm -hmm. attention and presence without anxiety just mm -hmm. sit there all day long and just wait for it calmly and it reminded me of when you talked about the train spotter mm -hmm. yeah no and i i can totally see that image right now like oh yeah just the hunting just just being aware of that thing mm -hmm. and just and just letting it realize and just and i think that's part of why people choose like or let me not speak for Pete. Let me not speak universally when I'm talking about myself. Mm -hmm. I think part of the reason why I've even chosen relationships that have been difficult in the past or, or people to chase that might have been a, a difficult situation was because uh, I, like trying to 
gesture towards, but in a mangled way, like you had talked about in the red pill mm. kind of thing, yeah. where it's like, I'm trying to get access to this anticipation, but I've actually just picked someone who's impossible so that I can create this massive fantasy that never has to really interact with reality. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's no catharsis, but there's also no, it's a story that never has to end either. Yes, right. Yes. And so I can just, I can just constantly paint and paint and paint and write and write and write about this narrative. And it's like, it's never going to be realized one way or another, but in the same way, I'm always frustrated. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's take a step out of our talk because we could be doing this for hours and hours. Let's, let's have a, let's have a, let's have a bit of fun. Have you seen, awesome. <laughs> have you seen the video clip of when, um, you know, the show Adam ruins everything? No. Okay. This guy, uh, he has this show called Adam ruins everything. His name's Adam, whatever. And he goes on Joe Rogan, um, and there was an episode on Adam Ruins Everything where he basically uh, disproves the alpha male theory. Oh, yeah. But what happens is he goes on Joe Rogan and he talks about it. But what happens is, well, actually, you want to watch the video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, right. is it the one so, where, where... Hold up. Let me, let me pull it up. And what you could do is go on... Go on to my stream, mute the Zoom, and then like turn on the stream volume, and then we could watch it together. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. Awesome. Hold on one second. I'm gonna pull it up. Because this video is so funny to me. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm gonna mute everything right now. Pull up that clip, Jamie. See, I don't have a Jamie yet. I, th I think he's watching. Bill, if you're watching, give me a thumbs up. I don't know if he's watching. All right. Anyway, I'm going to just hit play. <laughs> Wait, are you watching? Okay, cool. 
The Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> the Joe Rogan experience. Another one people got really mad about. This is this, weirdly the one we got the biggest reaction to. Um, and uh, to the extent that I'm a little hesitant talking about it because it always starts a shitstorm every time I do. Vaccines? But, uh, no, actually, we've not done a whole one on vaccines, uh, but we really should because it's coming back. I used yeah. to think that vaccines was like kind of done as a topic and like yeah. we've gone through it. It is really, it is really back and it is big. Um, but no, we did one on alpha males. We did an episode about dating. And we did one on how the idea of the alpha male doesn't exist in humans. Like if you talk to any anthropologist, any biologist, any sociologist, right? And be like, are, are humans organized in a social relationship where there's alphas and betas? They'll be like, no, what are you talking about? This is an unscientific idea, right? And we just did something laying that out in, in, the, in the context of like people who are, oh, my type is I like alphas, right? Well, there's no such thing actually, you know, Humans are some, you're dominant in some situations, not in others, right? Um, it's an overly simplistic way of looking at human relationships. And I thought that was a pretty simple, straightforward thing. I was like, this is just a bit of pseudoscience that you hear people tossing out. And people went ballistic on the internet because people have sort of like built a edifice of ideology in their minds about like, there's alphas, there's betas, I'm an alpha, this is what an alpha's like, this is what a beta's like, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, well, let's and, take away the words. Yeah. They're, they're, they're clearly men who are more aggressive and athletic and dominant and more confident, and, and then men who are introverted and shy and more nervous and anxious. And there's in, a scale. In some, in some situations, you know. Um, social but, situations. It, yeah. And, and that's it, what we're talking about, right? In social, well, uh, yeah, but your social situation could change based on what situation you're in. You know what they I mean? They could, like, but a, a, like an athletic, confident male mm -hmm. is always going to be an athletic, confident male, and an introverted, anxious male who has problems with social anxiety is going to be the same. That's, that, I, I, that, that's who that person well, is. Well, I, I don't think so necessarily. Um, but uh, so when we're talking about alpha, when you're talking about alphas, right? Mm -hmm. um, in animals, what is that? It's a social hierarchy, right? Um, when in you're animals. In, yeah. So let's take away that word. I mean, what, but what people are using to describe when they're saying alphas and betas, mm -hmm. they're saying like confident, strong secure people and people that are anxious sure. and not confident. so if you're so if you're trying to say hey like it's good to be confident it's not so great to be anxious like that's that that's fine right mm -hmm. but when people talk about alpha males and beta males right they're specifically bringing in the language of like evolution of biology of zoology mm -hmm. of, of evolutionary psychology you know and they'll start saying stuff like well there's alphas and there's betas and women are hardwired to be attracted to the alpha you know because that's what it's like in nature like they'll be using that language right, right? and so what we're pointing out is that's not scientific right it's, it's not, not scientific. scientific but it is true that women are hardwired to be attracted to confident <laughs> athletic men i don't I, I well i don't know if i agree with that um but uh really yeah <laughs> you don't think that women look at like pro athletes and like big strong athletic men and you don't think they're drawn to that for evolutionary reasons i no i don't actually i, I think that okay, do you think that men are drawn to women with small waists and big hips and large breasts for evolutionary reasons mm, uh you know i think that's an easy i think what that is is that's an easy intuition to come to if you're like looking at the way people behave right but one of the things about evolutionary psychology is it's the most common mistake to look at the way that people do behave 
and say the reason we beha- we behave that way is because evolution says that's the best way, mm-hmm. right? That's their argument. For instance, I'll give you an example. That's the argument that was arguments like like that were used, for instance, to justify slavery, right? That like, oh, because you know, uh, whites and blacks have this hierarchical relationship in American society. That's the way it was intended. That's how nature intended it to be, right? But, 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 um, but we wait, can't. But we that's can't. That's a giant leap. We can't We're just talking about like the shapes of bodies. Like yeah. men universally are attracted to a certain shape of bodies. There's men that are attracted to different ones. Yeah, I, I don't think men are vary. universally attracted people to the same People vary, body. but that hourglass shape has been throughout time something that men are attracted to. I think that hourglass shape is something throughout our recent cultural memory that we tell each other that men are attracted to, right? That's when th- that's when we're t- that's what we're told from an early age to uh, this that this is the sort of women that men are attracted to, and so a lot of men end up adopting that, right? But I don't think that deep down that's how men naturally are, you know? Really? Yeah, I read that's this. So re- that but that, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's so non-intuitive. Because but, well, I'm all about things well, that are not. Where do you think? Well, where do you think it started? Where do you think this this narrative of men being attracted to the woman with large breasts and a small waist and a big ass, where do you think that started? Because this is like evolutionary biology is pretty much settled on the idea that the reason why is a, the large hips would indicate that the woman would be easier to, to give birth. Having large breasts and a large ass would indicate that she has uh, she's she's fertile and then she has uh, ample fat storage in the right places if she's going to be pregnant and carry children. There's all these like evolutionary biology reasons why people are attracted to certain things. Why a woman would be attracted to a tall muscular, handsome man, good genetics, very strong and confident, can take care of her. All these things are based on evolutionary biology. So I don't understand why you think these are learned sort of cultural artifacts. So my, like my, que- my question is, this is an assumption that we, the public, make about how evolutionary biology works, right? Well, it's more of a thing that we sort of agree on. Well, we we as the like there's a there's an idea among the public that this is true. I don't know if it's a scientific idea. That's uh, but that's my but point. But you have I've had conversations with evolutionary biologists who explain the reason <laughs> why men are attracted to certain shapes and why women are attracted to certain shapes. This is this is sort of I mean this is science. In in a way, I mean, this the, the reason why they're attracted to tall men that are muscular and confident is because that is what's always saved you. Throughout I, history, I mean, I mean it, it totally makes sense, doesn't it? It it well, just because it makes the the point of our show, right, is that just because something makes intuitive sense mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's necessarily true, right? But, but the, don't you think that in this case that this is a varied argument? Like, I don't think that's something that you can dismiss. I don't uh, I, I don't dismiss it, but I don't assume the truth of it simply because that's what you know, everybody agrees upon, right? But if you ask girls, like, what are you into? And you say, if you, are you into tall, muscular, confident men who are also nice to you? Jesus Christ, it's going to be off the charts. It's going to be like most of them. I'm, you know, I'm, re- I'm really not sure that's the case. Really? Yeah. You think you, you had like a survey of women and if the men were equally kind and equally intelligent and, and friendly, you don't think that more women would be sexually attracted to these tall, handsome men with great bodies. I mean, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to say that, like, for, first of all, you're positing like a value judgment in it that the, that the bodies are great. Right. So, like, are women attracted to attractive bodies? If that's the question, then then I would say, dad of course, bods but... are more attractive to women's study. Finds. <laughs> so, some some yeah, fucking I'm talking guy about. with the dad bod. Look, made here's that. something. All right. So you get the idea. I'm going to bring Bill back on. I mean, 
it's just it is uh it's so funny what up uh i think you need to bring your audio back on oh no i was muted what's up oh you're still muted too there you go oh hey We're what's up hey, all right cool hey. you watch it yeah no did it, you enjoy um, that I yeah, well, you know what's so funny? The first time I watched it, mm -hmm. like a while ago, after the clip, uh, I you pulled up the clip, I realized I was like, "This big male novel." <laughs> oh, really? I was one of, the, was one of the. I like, yeah, I totally was like, "Oh, it's total, it's totally like that," and that's why, like, people like, you know, growth does happen. But it was so, yeah. it's so weird because, like, one of the things it it all it, it, when I'm listening to Joe, I'm like, it sounds like you want to date these people. Yes, it doesn't really sound. Like yeah. that's the weird part about it is it's like the way he's describing it. It's just like it's dude, the male Timothy gaze. Is, yeah. But Timothy he Chalmay is, yeah, is like five pens yes. and skinny and, and, and it's, it's dude, women are, are going crazy over him, you know? Yes. Um, it's Harry so, Styles so, and Timothy Chalamet are the most, are the most like obsessed over men right now in the world. Yep. Yep. And, and so when you, when you take a look at that and it's just like, it, it, you know, he's even like, you know, it, it, even the things that he was characterizing as not confident, such as being an introvert, like, it's just like, look, like number one, if I, I don't know, there, there is, it's just this worldview that he, he wants to be real. And it's just yeah. like, it's just, it's just not that simple. And whenever you're telling somebody it's more complex, the, the guy's even just saying it's more complex than that. Yes. He's like giving Joe tons of ways out but joe is yeah. just kind of just he was like, steamrolling him. i yes yes and and it's 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 weird because people it's man yeah there it, it's just so it's a beautiful it's so video but like it is you know in joe's world but you have to realize what is joe doing all the time number one he's working out you know he hosted the man show like freaking 10 yep. 15 years ago he is watching men fight each other he's constantly talking about their bodies and you know mm -hmm. how tough they are and how great they were when they won and everything i mean that's his world and in that world yeah there's people that like that stuff, but those, that's a certain kind of person. There are so yep. many different kinds of people. There's people that yes. there's people that are literally unattracted to that type of person. There's people that are super attracted to more introverted, more even a little more anxious people. Now, of course, on a spectrum, on a when we're looking radically, it's always going to be yeah. Like if 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 you can't get out of bed and you're constantly pessimistic and all of that stuff, obviously, but that's, you know, like you could, you could take any example and go radical with it and go, Oh, do you like that? And they're going to go, no, <laughs> no. It, well, and also here's the thing is I think one of the, uh, a good example, like, you know, like Kanye West is, is not Kanye West is, I think like five foot seven mm -hmm. and yeah. he, and Kim, Kardashian was before married to a six foot 10. Yeah. But very out, just yeah. like he described, you know, and Kim Kardashian chose to be with yeah. this five, seven guy who's not an in incredible shape, who just has an immense amount of purpose. Like you had mentioned earlier and, and drive. 
right? Yes. And so it's just like, even in that circumstance, and it, dude, Kanye is almost exactly the person that he described in the negative sense. Yes. But he's the he's the one person, like, I mean, and it, so it, it's, it, things are so much more fluid. And that's why I always, like, one of the things I tell people is like, go places where you can shine, right? Yes. Like, you're, not everybody's going to shine in every environment. Yeah, Joe, Joe sees, you know, uh, a, a woman looking at Alistair, um, the UFC fighter who's 6'4", yeah. 210 pounds. Also, I think there's a large tendency, and this I saw that you have the Jeff Bezos video with Leo um, yeah. up, but it's like conflating attention with attraction. Yeah, Just because yeah. someone is showing so someone true. attention doesn't mean that they're attracted to that person. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's always important to remember. So, so, so true. And then talking about women's bodies as well, I mean... Being being a coach, I mean, talking to so, so many men, it actually blew my mind to see how varied uh, men's tastes are in women. Like, mm -hmm. truly, truly, like, they, I would be blown away that they were, oh, no, no, you think I would, no, it's, I'm attracted to her. And then another mm -hmm. client, no, no, are you serious? No, I'm attracted to her. Like, listen. It's like there, I mean, not, not to say that this is the standard either, but like, I mean, Joe is ignoring the fact that like supermodels are, <laughs> are, are, are valued and they have no fat on their body whatsoever. They're just sticks. I mean, mm -hmm. there's so much diff, there's so much variety in people's taste and attraction. And he was going, no, you need this thing. This is what... It's like there's so many different types of people and there's so many different types of attraction. Yes. And and also like um, the philosopher Gramsci, he talks about cultural hegemony where like basically people assume that the culture that they've been in is like a law of nature, mm. that it's always been this way. Yes. And so it's just like, no, Joe, you're just responding to the advertising industrial complex. Yes. That's not actually like de facto how human beings operate. This mm -hmm. is another thing where I tell people where people are like, human beings are naturally violent. And I'm like, when was the last time you punched somebody? Yeah. Yeah. And they, and a lot of people, they've never punched anybody or been punched in their entire lives. And so it's like, well, let's say this. When when we say, when we describe something as being a, a actually nature of being a human being, I eating food, drinking water, having sex, those kind of things pop up. But violence, it happens, but yeah. it's definitely not of those same properties. Yeah. But because violence has been used as a way to to basically exert power, we tend to look at it as always being natural, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Mm. And that's and that's another thing that I just think needs to always be in the forefront. We have been we it would terrify it. It, it was terrifying to me when I realized the depth in which I had been that not that I've been brainwashed because I think in order to interact with reality, you have to be inculcated in a culture, but how much it had the steering wheel of my decisions and how I viewed the world and, and how that wasn't law. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and some, even things that are generational, I was recently dating somebody in the, um, that was 20 and they're Gen Z and I'm a 31, a millennial. And they're, they actually are, there's a lot of cultural differences even there mm -hmm. that I assumed wouldn't exist. Right. And so it's just really important to always investigate, hey, like, am I am I describing what is in my cultural setting as universal law? 
right mm. let me take a step back and be like yeah and like and then this goes back to another thing that you're saying is there are women who also pursue guys that they don't even like yes because they feel yes. like they're supposed to yeah and same with men where, where there is just such an advertising campaign for a certain aesthetics where people will end up constantly choosing people that and they're like i don't know why it hasn't worked out and they've dated all the same type of person well it's like maybe your type isn't your type if you have only dated your type yeah for your entire life and it has not worked out have you have you reflected and asked yourself maybe my type isn't my type maybe mm-hmm. i am trying to fulfill some fantasy that i was sold at a very <laughs> young age yeah through this other individual and i actually maybe don't like these type of people that much and i'm scared to try something new because but that's but those those thoughts really scare us because we get blinded by how much how many options there are and how many people we could potentially find attractive. Yeah. Well, yeah, it goes back to what you said is just like, well, you know, the anticipation, just, just relax in the anticipation rather than trying to Mm -hmm. fucking figure it out at every moment. What is it? 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 Um, and it's, it, it reminded me of, um, when I used to do online dating, um, I, there was a moment where I put my height in because I'm only five, eight. Mm. And now I don't think I'm short, but I know that, you know, women are generally looking for, you know, taller than that. And so I put my height in going, you know, I'm just going to filter out everybody that isn't interested in that immediately. And then I realized, wait a second, like I'm falling for, you know, exactly what I know is wrong that like, I like, when somebody meets me, they're not meeting a height. Mm. They're meeting this ball of Anthony. And mm-hmm. Anthony at this height, with this face, with this personality, all mixed together in this unique way, can attract somebody differently than if I was this height, or if I had this personality, or if I had these different features. And it's yeah. like, I, and so I removed the height thing. <laughs> and I said, and like, yeah. and, and, and literally if, if people were disappointed, whatever people are, people are going to be disappointed with me anyway, if they go on dates. But, um, for me to filter that out, you know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there were people that went on a date and at first were like, Oh, he's only five, eight. But then later on was like, ah, I don't give a shit. Actually. It's kind of cool. Or whatever or just like yeah. the way he owns it or whatever yeah and and, and, and i know i know i know women before you go on yeah but i there's women and men that told me these stories where they go at first died and whatever but like i actually am attracted to them because they have this mm-hmm. feature um and because they own it so well Yes. And the repeated buy-in, right? Like you, right. Like you spend enough time exposure to somebody like, cause like a lot of things that we, we tend to want is just cause we've had tons of exposure, whether that's through media or whether it's through school or whatever. But if you spend a lot of time with some, you're spending time with somebody and that they might, it, it slowly, and you, you're, you're in the context of dating mm. and you're like, well, I'm still here. Why? Well, and, and then you're like, well, maybe I do like them. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. And, and the, the height thing is so interesting because the people I've known who've had the, a lot of dating success have been not taller guys. And it's because one of the weird things is like, 
there there is this kind of like weird rite of passage i've seen a lot of my friends had to go through but they end up becoming just really awesome people and then that's it then they and then they have dates every day of yeah. the week and it's all of these other things yeah and i i do think we tend to overvalue um we tend to overvalue advantages that we don't possess mm, right yeah. the grass um, is always like greener, it, yeah yeah, we just, it's just like, oh, we think because, and and also this is a thing that happens. A lot of times you don't see yourself getting checked out um, yeah, yeah. as a person because people are aware of where your eyes are when they check you out, but you're probably getting checked out a bunch. And when you're looking around, you probably see people checking out other people because they're, you're, it's all about this eye movement. So it's just like, just know that like a lot of times you're probably getting checked out and you just don't even know it. Yeah. And you're probably only looking for people to check out the people like to have your insecurity or whatever like that but it's mm. it's a, a attraction's a lot more egalitarian than people wanted to them they want to believe yeah. mm. um, especially as we get older yeah that's true too um well because yeah i think as we get older because when we're young we we've learned the kind like we're learning we're we're kind of like oh well this is like this boys are like this mm. girls are like this and so this is what a pretty girl is. This is what a good looking guy is, et cetera. And so then we want to, you know, fall into that structure. But then when we get older, we're just like, listen, I just want to be with somebody. I just want to be with somebody that, you know, I could love. Um, oh, I, I just, I was going to say something and I completely uh, forgot. About. Anthony, I actually do have to go. Um, it's, cool. uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, but th this has been just yeah. the best time. Dude, um, it was so great. And I'm coming. I'm coming to New York in uh, December. We should get together. You're in New York, dude. We should. Yeah, I'm. I'm in New York. We should definitely get to, together. I go back uh, to Texas from the 23rd to 29th. Okay. But like beyond that, let's hang out. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be in New York at that time. I mean, the time when you're back. Okay. Awesome. 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 Great. Thanks dude, so much for well, coming hey, on, bud. Yeah. Yeah. It's dude, it everybody really. In yeah been great thank you and it's been awesome yeah it's i i had a hunch man but it ended up even being better than i thought <laughs> You're, yeah i had yeah. a great time it's, man. it's like you man i'm just um i'm really impressed by you and like i just love listening to you and um it's to the point where like i have to uh i have to like open up my whole my brain hole a little wider Cause I'm not used to yeah. this much like knowledge, just sh like, you know, shooting into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, the same. And I just, I, I really loved how you, you described a lot of the things earlier, especially whenever you're talking about the process of, of fantasy and, and the, the building up and things like that, that was just really um, something that I just needed to hear in the way that you, you put it together. So I really appreciate yeah. you, man. I can't wait for us to hang out next Yeah. Month. That's going to be, be awesome. Yeah. That's going to be really All fun, right. man. All right. Great talking to you. Let's Godspeed. let's chat in later, dude. By the way, by the way, I said let's chat Shun to him. That was really uh, that was really embarrassing for me to say that. I said let's chat Shun. See, I just made a new friend, and then I said let's chat Shun. <laughs> um, I'd love to know what people thought of this interview i mean i i'm seeing general good reviews by bill when i saw his tiktok i was like nobody talks like this what the fuck is happening 
It's all red pill bullshit. And then when I saw him, I was like, whoa. He's, it's so, so clear. Everything he's saying is just like so parallel with everything I've been talking about. And I feel like I've been alone. It's either one side where it's like alt-right red pill crazy shit or like dating relationship social skills advice is just like really basic, boring, cheesy stuff that like you'll read in like Cosmo. And so when I saw what he was saying, I was like, dang, man. Um, yeah, thanks so much, everybody, for, you know, saying all that in the chat. Yeah, he's he's really cool. Um, but let's get to our next story tonight, our, our main story, which is <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio facing off with, Je with Jeff Bezos. Let's get into the real hard-hitting shit, everyone. Um, <laughs> let's, let's first look, let's first just watch the video, I'd say. I think that's an important thing that we should do. Just first watch this video. Oops. Okay. There we go. And I could turn off the sound too, to it. All right. So. This is the video that's gone viral in the last week. And how could I not react to this? This here, if, if people don't know by now, this here is Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, or one of them, owns Amazon. Leonardo DiCaprio, probably the most famous, iconic uh, celebrity actor there is today. And in the middle, that woman is pretty sure her name is Laura Sanchez. She is the new girlfriend of Jeff Bezos. Now, this gets really interesting after this video when we start deep diving. And I'm, I'll bet you there's stuff that you didn't know about the context of what's going on here. But first, I just want to break down the interaction because it's just fun it's just it's a fun thing but by the way jeff and laura have been dating not very long this is a new relationship jeff just got a divorce okay let's watch this okay so i'm imagining this is as soon as they meet already they're kind of embracing Leo is on a step right now. So, I mean, he's not like a fucking one to two feet taller than them. Uh, Laura is entranced, like smiling ear to ear. And why wouldn't she? I mean, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. All, the way she's looking, the way she's turning, mod on. That is signaling a lot of, you know, things. And what is all this like? That's so that's so <laughs> theatrical. How Leo is like, he's like, and you, if you do what all, all this like theatrical stuff. I mean, he's being charismatic right there. He's being a little charming. Um. 
And so something interesting that I found, because, you know, Leo's probably leading them somewhere right now to have a chat. What is all, like, those hand, that hand movements are so interesting. And when you said this, I said, well, let me show you this. But watch, I want you to watch Leo's left hand. So his hand that's hugging Laura right now. Watch this hand. Not this hand, the other hand. Watch this. Did you see that right there? Oh, fuck. Sorry, guys. <laughs> see, I'm new at this. I need a producer. All right, let's do this again. Watch Leo's left hand. Not this hand. That hand. Did you just see what he did right there? Tell me what you guys think I'm seeing. What is that? Did you see that? Oh, by the way, baby, is is Tashi watching right now? Is my girlfriend watching right now? Honey, who do you see in this video? I'm pr I I am 90% sure it's him. If my girlfriend's watching this, Tashi who do you see in this video? This is this has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now, but this is something funny, like kind of an inside joke between me and my girlfriend. Anyway, what is his left hand doing? So by the way, uh, my girlfriend just chimed in. That's Goldstein. So this is this old rich guy, and he's so weird. And and my girlfriend used to be like, um, oh, she still is, uh, like a celebrity interviewer. And she interviewed him. And he has this mansion in L.A., and he has like a lot of movies being filmed in there. Big Lebowski was filmed in there. A lot of music videos were filmed in there. But he's like a very, very awkward, old, kind of creepy, pretty creepy man. Um, and my girlfriend just did like a story on him. So she like went to his house and interacted with him, but he's, he's like a celebrity for no reason. And he's always at these events and, uh, we don't know really how he makes his money, but he's the guy with the hat that you see in the top, right? But yes, Gilana says he reached out to hold her hand and what he was doing. I mean, I admit he was being a gentleman by grabbing her hand to go up a step because she's wearing heels, which is the gentlemanly thing to do, right? Yes, I get it. And you could even do that while the partner is there. That's that's not like a bad thing. That's, that is a gentlemanly thing to do. Like if you watch old movies, that's what would happen too. And I watch a lot of old movies. But still, I mean, you see all of this, all of this. He's doing his little... And, and I'll, let me tell you this. And it's not like that. Let me show you guys. Let me show you. Come here. And then he grabs the hand. But there's no... She didn't grab his hand back. <laughs> I just found that really funny. Um, I want to look... I really want to look at Jeff's face. I mean, this, this, 
Oh, and here's another thing I just noticed, by the way. She sees his hand and she doesn't grab it. So Laura saw um, Leo's hand and then didn't grab it. Watch this. Oh, stupid. There we go. No, I, I know that Leo isn't actually going to, you know, steal her away from Jeff, but it's a funny interaction. But watch. I'm going to watch you. Boom. She sees the hand. He puts it out open. She sees it. She does not grab it. Now, is she holding Jeff's hand? Never let go, Ricky says. No, wait, I couldn't tell. Hold on. I really can't tell here. I don't think she's holding Jeff's hand right there. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, so, okay, so the story gets better. I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen, uh, Jeff Bezos's response to this kind of viral video on Twitter. I don't know, has has anyone seen this? This is Jeff saying, Leo, come over here. I want to show you something. He tags Leo, and then he's <laughs> hanging out, danger, steep cliff, fatal drop, uh, which is pretty funny. But let's actually get into the story behind these two people, Jeff and Laura. There is a Business Insider article And uh, we get to learn how they got together. So, okay. Who is Laura Sanchez? So she, I, she's basically, uh, she's kind of like, I, th I think a news reporter on some channel, but Let's look. 2019, the beginning of 2019, Jeff and his wife got a divorce. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. Hours later, it was found that Jeff was having an affair with Laura. It looks like, I don't know why tonight I'm, I'm like so choppy, guys. I'm so sorry about that. It really sucks. I got to figure this out and fix it. She's a longtime anchor of Good Day LA on Fox 11. Oh, wow. So the way that Jeff met her 
was through the CEO of WME, a talent agency. And so Bezos knew Patrick Whitesall and then met his wife. And then they got together. Oh, thanks, Aldous. And then what happened is the National Enquirer conducted a four-month investigation into Bezos and Sanchez's relationship and it obtained texts and photos the couple had sent together. The Enquirer said it got hands-on raunchy messages and erotic selfies, including a text that reportedly read, I love you, a live girl. And we heard about that. Blah, blah, blah. So Jeff Bezos thought he was being blackmailed. Oh, whoa. So, oh, they were both having an affair at the same time. And then they made, you know, they were, went public. They went public. Public. A really, really public. Spending a lot of time together. Okay. Okay, so they're engaged. They bought um, an estate together in Beverly Hills. Yeah, well, they believe that the brother tried to blackmail him. Laura's brother. Uh, Bezos stepped down as CEO. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. So, this is interesting. Now, it was exactly what I was about to go into. Anne says, yikes, what's your opinion on relationships starting with affairs? I would suspect both would easily cheat. I agree. So, I'm not against getting into a relationship starting on an affair. I mean, I don't think it's the worst, worst, worst thing in the world. Um, if they're not married, if they're married, I think it's pretty bad. But again, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but that's personally me. Um, but, and that's a big, but is if that happens, if you do get into a relationship, ba uh, based on an affair, you must now know that that is the type of person that gets into in a relationship, gets into in a relationship through an affair that jumps from relationship to a relationship, starts a relationship while they're in another. You must know that that happens. So what I find interesting is we know that Laura is the type. Where was I here? Oh, I guess I, oh yeah, I have the link. 
Hold on. We know that Laura is the type to already be kind of jumping, kind of climbing the ladder of men. You know, the man that runs a huge talent agency to the richest man in the world. And so do I believe that this is an out of context video? I don't. I do believe based on history that Laura was putting out her vibe to Leo. I believe that Laura has no scruples in this area of her life. That she will just jump ship to the next best thing she could find. Going, what's cooler, Jeff Bezos or Leonardo DiCaprio? Now, I think, once again, this is a personality thing. This doesn't have to do with men or women. This is a habit. This is kind of like a... I have a feeling that, like, if somebody has killed someone before, the idea of killing somebody is now, like, within their reality. It's kind of like um, when I was reading this non-smoking book that got me to quit smoking. They said, who are the types of people that become smokers? Somebody that smokes a cigarette for the first time. Those are the people that are most likely to become smokers. If you have never smoked a cigarette in your life, you have such a, such a, such a low chance of becoming a smoker. I just feel like there's something that becomes unlocked in your brain once you do something where you go, oh, well, that I did that. And that's now part of my world, my reality, something that I'm capable of. And so I believe that people that do kind of jump from affair to affair while they're in a relationship in their brain, it's kind of unlocked. They have unlocked this ability as opposed to somebody that has never done that. It's just much, much, much less likely that they will do it. And to me, yeah, let's be rational here and go, well, yeah, I mean, come on. Even if me and my girlfriend were at this event and we met Leo or, you know, whoever, Brad Pitt would be my girlfriend's guy. I, w I would expect her to look at <laughs> Brad the way that Laura is now looking at Leo. I would expect that. That's like her childhood crush, Brad Pitt. And I would be completely fine with it. I would be excited for her. So like if we're getting like rational here, like we get it. He's like a huge celebrity. I mean, he's he's been in movies since he was a kid. He's been huge since he was a kid. 
Everyone loves him. He's universally loved. I get it. Right? But once you dive a little deeper and then you realize, wait a second, she's literally just got done doing this. So did Jeff. He literally just got done doing this a couple years ago. It's, it makes more sense now. And now, now that you know that story, like let's rewatch the video, right? You know, like the way that she's puffing out her chest, the way, you, you know, fluttering her eyes. You see how that fl eye flutter? See that little shake of her? I look so ridiculous acting like, you know, a sexual woman. Alrighty. This, looking up like this, and then all that. That is clear as day, I mean, what she's doing. And then his little, oh, this, his dramatic uh, experience. And then my favorite part of this is just when Leo puts out his hand, like I am, I'm, obviously I'm going to be a gentleman, but also I'm, I'm going to, you know, showboat this moment right now. Grab the hand. She sees it. She goes, not yet. That's a little much. <laughs> It's a little too far. She's an expert. <laughs> um, I'd love to know what you guys think. Zarathos says Anthony approves of emotionally cheating. No, I don't. But like, do I put it in the world's worst things to do? And here's the reason why. Because... There's been stories that people have told me where like they were in a relationship and it was a bad relationship and they met somebody during the relationship they were in that ended up being their person, you know, the person that they ended up with for the rest of their life. Now, I'm not saying that like, I don't remember if these examples were like cheating, but you know, like starting the friendship with the person and getting to know them. Um, that happens. And sometimes you're in a bad relationship. Sometimes you're in a relationship that isn't, you know, whatever it is. So it's like, yeah, obviously I don't approve of that, but like, I just don't, I, I do want people to get into the right relationships. Um, that's what I do want. Do I want a serial cheater? Do I want a serial, uh, affairer? Obviously not. I'd love to know what you guys think about this video, about the context of it, knowing how Jeff and Laura got together. Interesting stuff to me. Okay. Um, and if that is it, nobody's in the Zoom right now. So that means nobody wanted to do a mock date tonight or ask me any questions. Um, if anybody does want to do that, do a little mock date, 
ask me questions, whatever, let me know in the chat. Now, if you maybe want to do it for next time, because I do, I stream every Tuesday and Thursday, in the description of this live stream right now, uh, there is an actual application to, uh, like, come on, you know, and I'll send you an email with a link to get on the Zoom and to ask me a question to... Uh, go on a mock date, which is like a fake date. You can go on with another viewer. Um, it's in the link in the description, Ty. But uh, I'm going to pop the Zoom link in the... Let's see what time it is because I have to coach in a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm going to put this link in the chat. Hold up. Okay. So there it is. There you go. Anybody that wants to jump in the Zoom, you can ask me some questions. We'll hang out. Uh, I don't suppose there'll be enough for a mock date, and that's okay, but I'd love to answer any questions anybody has let's check the zoom meanwhile I'll jump into the reddit here we go Will Bill Batit flake on Anthony again? Three said he better not. Two said yes. Holy shit. This is the Reddit. If anybody wants to go to the Reddit, have a little fun, whatever. Uh, whoa, wait a second. Oh, no. I thought I was able to control the nothing. Um, if anybody wants to hang in the Reddit, link is in the description of this video. We have a couple people in here. So I'm going to admit a Catherine. Yo. Hey, it's me again. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. So what are you up for tonight? Um, I'll just ask a question. Cool. What's up? Okay. So... I've this question for days now and then every time it comes to these shows I'm like what was I gonna ask again was, oh. did I have a question now I'm like okay I got a question nice so you know how it's like common thing that people are always saying like oh just be friends with people just like start off dating like being friends with people <laughs> this and that the problem that I have is that I end up falling for whoever is spending the most time with me hmm. and when I was in college and I've had this problem like for the past 10 years like it's a common trend and when I was in college I ended up just like dating all my friends that were spending 
so much time with me and everything. And now that I'm older, like I'm 28, like I've been dating for a bit now. And I'm like, I feel like it's hard for me to even start being friends with people because I'm like afraid that I'm gonna like fall for them without having like compatibility like on the same mm. level and now like when I am even going on like hinge dates and stuff I'm like I'm afraid to even like start being friends with this person if I'm not sure that we're compatible because like I've been in long relationships before with people that I was friends with when we weren't like on the same compatibility mm. so that's an issue that I keep having over and over again. Okay. So this is a re really interesting question. I've never gotten this. But what I'm what I'd want to know is why do you fall for people that you just spend time with? Um I mean, I think that it's kind of like um like in the relationships that I've have consistently been in it is like a pretty much friendly type of relationships where I'm just doing the same things with them that I would do with my regular friends anyway mm -hmm. yeah and then I'm so excited that I have this person that we're so close with that we're yeah. attracted to each other that we like to do all these same things yeah so then I want to be in a relationship with them yeah but then the compatibility isn't always there and eventually it ends up falling apart. Okay, so what's the compatibility that's not there? Um, part of it is like religion. Part of it mm. is like wanting, ha having different like career goals. Part of it is like living in different, like eventually like one of us moves away or stuff like that. Okay, so what's the religion? Uh, Christianity. Okay. And so is it a certain kind of certain Christianity? Um, just like Protestant, regular. Okay. Protestant. Stuff. Yeah. And you only want to get into a relationship with somebody that's Protestant? Yeah. Okay. Now what's the career goals? Um, for me, like, I'm not super, um, driven to towards doing one particular thing. I like to always like be trying new things and going in different directions and seeing like where I'm led, like in that sp particular time in my life. Whereas I'll be with other people, like dating other people that they're like, I just want to do this one thing and see how far I can take it. And if that's um and that ends up being like the most important thing in their life whereas for me i'm just like taking it day by day and trying different things so do you not like what they do or do they not like what you do usually it's them not liking what i do <laughs> got it because you like jumping from thing to thing and trying out how old are you 28 28 i mean you're mm -hmm. still young so, I mean, mm -hmm. you still have, you know, time to figure out exactly what you want to do. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So, all right. Let me, let me go into my mind palace. <laughs> for, sure, sure, sure. Um, and if you don't have an answer, don't worry. But this is just a oh, question that I have. Oh, I'll have an answer. 
Um, okay. Well, so first off, I mean, when you meet people on dating apps, I want you to ask those questions on the first date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to get interviewy about it, but like mm-hmm. within conversation, you know, are you the type of person that does this? You know, is this? Um, do you, I mean, first of all, being Protestant, I mean, I believe that should be in your profile. Yeah. Is it? Yes, it is. What does it say? That you're Protestant um, or that you won't date anyone that's not Protestant? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, of course, I have dated people that aren't, but then eventually it ends up falling apart. Yeah. So, yeah, I have it that I am and I don't have anything that says that I don't want that. So maybe I need to be more clear. You, this is the way to say it say okay. um looking for a great blah 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 protestant guy make sense mm-hmm. looking for a great christian protestant guy whatever you know mm-hmm. you could you can make that whatever you want but like that's the mm-hmm. smoothest way to say it looking for sure. a sure put that right okay. on the profile mm-hmm. um, another thing you could do and you know I'm pretty sure you have textual healing, right? Yes. And so like such a big part of that course is also talking about, you know, instead of tell, show, you know, show it in the mm-hmm. photos. I mean, you yeah. could show your faith in one of the photos somehow. Mm-hmm. And that is an excellent filter. You know, the people that mm-hmm. are not going to want to date somebody that um is religious they're going to see that and Mm -hmm. they're going to go okay that's not what i want and the people that Mm -hmm. are interested in that they go that's Mm -hmm. exactly what i want Mm -hmm. and that makes sense yeah and exactly you know in in the course i talk about like being really strict about filtering out the wrong people because people will just go on random dates for years and years (laughs) it's like well we'll start the filter really tight and then go on dates and then you'll have su- such yeah. better results. So yeah, I yeah. I would recommend that in terms of online dating. Okay. Uh-huh. Um yeah. Cuz yeah. basically um I went I had like a Tinder date or a Hinge date today and then it's like I'm starting to like talk to this guy to like be friends with him and we have like similar interests and then I'm like, tell me about your religion. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm Catholic. I don't mm. go to church. I don't really, mm. not really that invest in it. And I'm like, yeah. already it's yeah. like not really compatible. Yeah. And it's like, why am I trying to like even start to be yeah. friends with all these different people mm-hmm. when we don't have like the same things in mind for what we want. And then the other thing is, I mean, and I say it all the time from the hilltops is the phone call. So you could do that on the phone yeah. call and then you easily yeah. avoid a wasted date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a video date. So okay, it wasn't great. Really good. Awesome. Um, but yeah, get that, get that out as soon as possible. Um, okay. Now, when it comes to just like making friends in real time, yeah, I would for your sake, because these are deal mm-hmm. breakers, right? These are not uh-huh. like oh, well, he has like a really big nose and so that's not what I like, <laughs> you know? That's yeah. that 
that's subjective stuff. But when it's a yeah. deal breaker, that is important. So I don't, yeah. I'm not saying that I want you cutting out people that aren't <laughs> Protestant in your life. Of course. But I do want you, and uh, were you able to listen to the conversation I had with Bill? Yes. Okay. So something that he talked about was um, kind of being being vigilant about um, what about who you are, what your standards are, uh, as opposed to what, um, your emotions are telling you. And so Mm -hmm. I would honestly say like, when you make friends, new friends, get to know what they, who they are based on your value Mm -hmm. system and what you want. Mm-hmm. And then just mentally work on mentally categorizing going, mm-hmm. okay, I know that I, this is friend, 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 never going to date this person. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you meet, yeah. because what happens is like, if we don't do that from the beginning, we don't make those, you know, set those uh, strict lines in the, at the beginning, well, then you will just go, yeah, I'm just going to feel what I feel with this person over time and allow that to happen. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do. But like Bill said, is like, don't take your emotions um, as as real, right? You know, like if you want to be really strict and say, no, I want to follow my values. Okay, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, and like, I have gotten better at doing this over the years, of mm-hmm. course. It's more just, it's more so I have this like fear and insecurity about like falling for people quickly that I'm friends with. That I'm like, when I start to like go on dates, when I start to like m- meet new people, I have that like insecurity that kind of lashes out and makes me like nervous about the whole interaction. So that's part of the reason why i wanted to like bring it up to you and like see what you had to say about it and now wait what what, where do you get anxious again what what (laughs) what is the reason you get anxious again um because i tend to uh, fall for people that are spending that are like spending the most time with me i think that's what the and so your anxiety comes from feeling like that's going to happen um yeah or just like worrying about it in general because i've noticed and people have pointed out to me that it's a thing that i've done multiple times Mm. so i'm like worried about it happening and then i don't even like and then my mind starts to like spiral with anxiety yeah another thing you could do is you can kind of do things say things that are going to help your emotions uh help connect your emotions to reality so like at the beginning you could you could and i'm sure you do this sometimes but like verbally say like you're such a good friend you know i'm so happy to have you as a friend in my life i want to always see you i want to always have you as this friend mm-hmm. and when you put those those words into the world into reality 
it makes it stick more. It makes it feel yeah, it more does. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than if things are just up in the air, whatever happens may happen. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Well, yeah, the anxiety is going to come. You're going to start getting more attached uh, because you didn't at the beginning state what this dynamic is. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so I, I'm sure you've done it before, but like now take yeah. this as a thing that you're going to do all the time and get really good at it. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. a good question. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Sure. Any more? Any other questions? No, that's all I have. All righty. Good night. Thanks for coming Bye. on again. Thank you. Okay. Um, cool. We have an Eric B. All righty. Good night. Thanks for coming Bye. on again. Thank you. Okay. You got to mute me. You got to mute the stream. Eric. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Did you mute the stream? Yeah, I did. Cool. What's up? How are you? Not a lot. It's getting a lot colder. Getting ready for winter. Definitely is. So, uh, what do you got for me tonight? Um, I was I was actually ready for a mock for date. a mock date like you asked us if you wanted anyone to volunteer but uh well um there are no women in the waiting room so okay there you go okay i think i have a question what's up? i can pull up a question <laughs> yeah so i feel like um do you think that like there are types like people talk about having a type and do you think that there are types and if there are types, how can I be secure in my type? Because I know what I'm not and I know what I'm kind of like where my strengths are, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. But sometimes I wish I was a different type of guy. Yeah. Does, does that what do you sense? mean by type though? Like you mean like, are you trying to say that like, um, women are into certain types and do you fit into one of those archetypes or are you just Eric? <laughs> um, I feel like, I feel like girls do have types or mm -hmm. guys have type, and I feel like everybody has types. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think what a type is, is I, I, I actually don't think people have types. What I okay. do think is that we try to find trends in people's attraction and we call that a type. So we try to find a trend in women that are attracted to this type of guy, like that are moving with moving into the world of these traits. And then we, if we're going to do data, then we go, oh, well, what is, what is the guy that has like most of these traits that, uh, most women are interested in? And then what is the guy that has most of these traits that most women are interested in? Um, and in categorizing, that's nice to do, but, 
Uh, I don't think there's an actual true type. Um, I think there's, like I said, there's trends. I think there's, you know, personalities and some personalities like this, some personalities don't like this. But um, so like you trying to say, well, how could I better fit into a mold, into a type, an archetype that caters to the type of woman I want is just, you know, it's going against the grain of you naturally being you. So like, let's, mm -hmm. so there's a difference between self-improvement and uh, being yourself and being your authentic self. So in terms of self-improvement, I mean, I've laid them out in the audiobook so clear and so simple. Focus on your presence, focus on your purpose, focus on your health. And then from there, you know, yeah, no, that's it. Focus on what you want to do and just be obsessed with it. Focus on loving people, your life, your surroundings, appreciating everything and everybody and focus on your body. You know, in other words, mm -hmm. the, the, the vehicle that you inhabit, um, that's self-improvement outside of that. You have to focus on as being as authentic as possible. Um, or you're going to be going against the grain of who you are because any time you are saying, no, I have to act a different way because I think that's going to be more likable. Number one, you're, you're trying to act like a different person. Uh, there's nobody in the world that's able to do that. Actors are literally paid millions of dollars for a few hours a day, like getting into their head and focusing as much as they can to like be for the few minutes on camera at a time to like, Hey, and how are you doing? And, and then cut. And it's like, yeah. Oh God. Wow. And it's, and it's, it's taxing. So to act is very, very taxing emotionally. And then you're not going to be just, you're not, you're not going to be good at it. Um, and then you're watering down your true strengths, who you are. Um, and then the people that are looking for you are going to not be able to see you clearly. So what you are better, what you are, you could spend your time better doing is instead of trying to fit into a type is trying to find your type. So going where, how could I most efficiently find my type? Is it at the nightclub? Is it at the book club? Ooh. Is it at the baseball club? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> where, where is my type? When you get really efficient at doing that, that's when you could just start bringing in, you know, a nice stream of the right people without trying. But that takes a lot of work too. The only difference yeah. is, is that work is fruitful. Whereas, you know, working to fit an archetype is not fruitful. Um, and it'll be taxing emotionally in a different way. You know, f working to tr socialize a lot, joining communities, finding, you know, going out there, meeting a lot of new people. That is taxing, yes. But that's more in like a kind of exhausting way. Like, uh, just like, you know, I just played an hour of basketball and it, I went really hard. Or, you know, I worked really hard today. 
and I need to like relax after. But like trying to fit an archetype is taxing emotionally, like I think like negatively. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like you just want to choose the most efficient, effective uh, strategy that's going to be taxing on you and, and take a lot of effort. This takes a lot of effort. It does. But just try not to get swayed into a different journey if a current journey isn't finding, uh, you know, if, if you're not uh, fulfilling your current journey. Um, when it's either one, you need to work on your strategy for it, or two, you need to just actually be active in it. You know, be very active. How does that feel to you? It feels good. It's it's just that I feel like I know that I have like a lot of strengths, you know, like I know that I'm a very like caring and supportive guy, mm-hmm. but outwardly I feel like if it's a part if it's like a a party or whatever and there's a lot of people, I'm not outwardly super fun and entertaining and yeah. goofy. I think that and I, I see my friends who can just be like that. And I'm like, I want to yeah. be like them. Like, yeah. I want to be outwardly. Well, let me ask you this. Fun, but I feel like that's just not. I mean, I can have fun and I do. But like, yeah, you know, I just see I see people who are outwardly. Yeah. Like like that. And it's just like, damn, I I know that I, I can. I know that like because I have a friend who's I have a friend who's kind of like that. He's this really tall skinny guy and then when he dances he just always kind of makes me laugh yeah. and he's so sure of himself and in talking with him i know that i have some, i know that i have some strengths that he doesn't have mm. and so i'm not insecure i love him to death but i just you know i see other people who are outwardly so fun and goofy yeah. and i feel like girls talk about wanting a guy like that but then mm. with someone like me who's a little bit more um who's not as I guess I'm a little bit more introverted. I feel like it just yeah. takes time. Maybe. Yeah. So I think. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, but this, this again, it comes down to knowing where you are the rock star. Uh, yeah. But let me ask you, like, do you enjoy flirting with women at parties? Is it like pleasure, pleasurable to you? I guess it's a little bit, I guess I'm always worried that people are going to be eavesdropping and be like, oh, wow, and draw attention to me. Like, oh, Eric, Eric, and Alexis. Wow, look at you yeah. two. Yeah. And then I'll get, like, embarrassed. Okay. So uh, this is this is great. And, I mean, we could dive into this for a long time and really go into stuff. But right now what we're recognizing is the difference between does my personality fit this or um, is it, is it, is it just my personality that doesn't fit this situation or maybe my personality does fit the situation, but it's just some anxieties that are kind of clogging up my ability to, uh, perform in the way that I want to. So it could be that it, it definitely could be, it could be that you're at a social situation and your anxieties are what's holding you back rather than it's not the right environment. Um, and so, you know, because listen, there's, there's plenty 
of environments where I will go to and it, I, I just, it's not for me. I, nobody would think that I'm charming in certain environments. Um, but then in okay. other environments, people would. But this very well might not be the case for you in this con in, in this situation. So um, just like you said, oh, you know, thinking people are eavesdropping, all of that type of stuff. Uh, that is a matter of presence. Okay, so I'm always going at it from a place of disrespect towards the person that I'm interacting with. Okay, so if I'm interacting with you, right? And while I'm talking to you, instead of me going, how can I best serve and interact with Eric right now where he feels loved, supported, listened to, and fully engaged with me? That's what I want to do. That's respect to you. What if I was interacting with you and a lot of me, a lot of my head was going, Hmm, what's the live chat thinking of what I'm saying right now? Do they think this is good? Do they think this question's good? Am I impressing people right now? Is this mm -hmm. show being impressive to people right now? That I see as disrespect to you. Okay? And so that is the difference between presence yeah. and non-presence. My presence is my full attention into the moment, uh, my surroundings, and especially whatever the hell is right in front of me. And guess what's right in front of me? You are, <laughs> you know? And mm -hmm. because of that, I see, it as a, a, uh, I see it as disrespect to worry about what other people are thinking instead of giving my full self to the person that is giving me attention and time right there and then. And, and, and seeing through that relationship with that person. So if that, if that relationship could possibly be intimate, right? And if I don't see that through, that's disrespect. Because I'm, I'm not giving what this uh, dynamic, what this relationship could need. Mm -hmm. how, how are you, how is this going for you? It's good. Um, what if, so you said that, um, you know, that I'm the one, I'm the one who's in front of you and presence is about kind of finding that thing about that person that you can love mm -hmm. and then, you know, um, kind of connecting. But what if you're talking to multiple people? Cause you said that like, yeah, a lot of a lot of social situations are just very chaotic, right? Yeah. Like there's, yeah. So how do you do that with a bunch of different people want want to talk to you or that comment on your conversation? Yeah, that's a good question. So, uh, the way now, okay, before we go into this, I just want you to be aware that people that are more introverted, and I've talked about this before, people that are more introverted, uh, who are not as like a acrobatic socially. I think that's a good word for it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, need social socializing at more of a drip pace. Whereas an extrovert, they could take a fire hose of socializing where they could talk, hey, uh -huh. hey, Johnny, hey, Sarah, hey, and they'll be, <laughs> and they're just more acrobatic at that. Now, 
an introvert who doesn't socialize that often, who spends most of the time thinking, analyzing, putting things together, uh, coming to great conclusions, uh, to say, okay, now I'm going to jump out and now I'm going to interact with people at this party. That could be overwhelming for us. And so we know that we need to start with a drip. Now, uh, you could build momentum in that way and you could build that muscle of extroversion as you're having practice, warming yourself up, then interacting with more people and being able to tend to several people at a time. However, uh, something important to keep in mind is, and this is what I wanted to get to, socializing always, 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 always is one to one. If it's one yeah. to two, it's a performance. Okay. Now, okay. just take on that philosophy. I don't care if it's true or not or whatever. But I want you okay, to take on the philosophy. If it's two people at a time, then it's a performance. And if it's one person at a time, then it's an interaction. Now, what does that mean? So if I'm in a group, a circle of people, and I'm chatting, if I'm talking to, if I, let's say John just asked a question or John said something, and I could ask John, hey, John, uh, when you wore those pants, I mean, when you pooped your pants, were you wearing brown pants or white pants? And so at that, for those, for that second, while I'm asking and John is answering, it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation with John. Okay. Then Will jumps in and he goes, wait a second, he peed his pants. So it doesn't matter if he was wearing brown pants. So at that moment... Now I'm having an interaction with Will, possibly. Or it could just be noise while I'm still having an interaction with John. But again, I want you to take it one at a time. And if you find that it's it's too overwhelming to jump from person to person to person to person in this circle, you're the person that decides your social interactions, Eric. So it's like you are allowed to step back and, you know, maybe find the person that isn't talking to anyone in the circle and just say, hey, so how have you been? And take take a one on one okay. interaction. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. OK. Anything else? <laughs> and um, about the type, the type thing, do you yeah. kind of feel like. I feel like I just need to capitalize on my strengths yes. and then just kind of like have faith that that's enough. 100%, 100%. Um, because you do have strengths. And, and I say this all the time, you're watering yourself down when you're trying to be something else or when you're not, when you're insecure, or anxious about your strengths, use those, own those. Um, and what's going to happen is the wrong people are going to move away. The right people are going to notice you and go, Oh yeah, that's, that's actually what I was attracted to. That's what I was looking for. It just wasn't bright enough for me. I wasn't able to notice it because he wasn't really using it. He wasn't showing it as much. Um, but you have to be aware, Eric, that that will be polarizing, right? That will yeah. make some people go, oh, I'm bored by him. 
I'm bored when he's getting too analytical. He's getting too deep or whatever it might be about you. Yeah. And you're just going to have to go, yeah, that's right. There's some people that aren't into that. But I'm looking for the people that are. And so you have to understand that it's by nature, being authentic is polarizing. Now, that doesn't mean I need you to be, um, you know, like actively disappointing people. Like you're allowed to cater to some people's personalities in order to involve them in a conversation, make things easier for them. That's great to do. Um, but don't do it at the sacrifice of what you want to talk about and who you are. You're allowed to mold something. You're allowed to package it differently um, just as long as it's coming straight from the source and true from the source. Okay, got it. Cool. It's getting, yeah, it's getting a little complex, but is it clear to you? Yeah, it's yeah, it's clear. It's clear to me. Cool. All right, buddy. Anything I else? I don't have anything. I don't nice. have anything else. Great. Well, come on next time. Yeah, it's fun. Sure. It's fun chatting with you because you know this is like our fourth or fifth or whatever chat. So it's like every, and this is kind of how my actual coaching goes because I do long term coaching with people. It's like mm-hmm. my what I'm telling you tonight is all based on what I know of you from all of the other times that we've chatted. So it's fun. It's fun for me because it's like I know you on a deeper level. So I'm able to give you more constructive advice based on what I know of you. I agree that that is really fun, but I I should tell you that my personality type has totally changed. It's not the debater anymore. (laughs) What is it? I'm an I'm an EN ENFP. You're not an ENFP. How do you know that? I know that 100%. I've been I've been studying the I've been studying the stuff uh lately. I literally took it like a few days ago. Don't take 16 personalities. It's super super biased towards ENFP. <laughs> Actually, actually, okay, that's yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna send you. Oh, I'm gonna put it in the chat right now. Uh, my friend Eric went. It is. I am an ENFPT, which means turbulent. Yeah, but no, you're not. <laughs> okay, thanks, Anthony. Great feedback. <laughs> click, click the link in the chat for this uh, new personality type test, and take it really slowly. Oh, there's a new one. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, buddy. Have a good night. You too. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. All right. Let's bring in Ricky. And we got to make it quick because I got to get going. Hello. Yo, Ricky. Oh, can you see me? No, I can't. Here we go. I can't see you. I'm coming. I'm coming. Mm. I hit ask to start video. Here we go. Here we go. Can you see me now? No. Hmm. No. Here, okay. Hit. How how are you, Anthony? How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I would like to put my face up. So yeah. hmm. I just I just hit the button ask to start video. Okay, start my video. Okay, nothing. People need to know what you look like. Yeah, yeah, that was the voice for truth. Remember? Yes, they want to. They want to see your beautiful face. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's funny. I won't. Yeah, I guess. I wonder why. Wait, what are you on? Um, are you on your computer? On your phone? I'm on a tablet. Okay, you're on a tablet. Does it have a camera? <laughs> it does have a camera. Yeah. Okay. Um, and do you see anything that says start video? It does, but it has like a cross through it. It's like a red cross. Yeah, tap tap that. I did. Yeah. And what happened? And it gives me this thing, and it says, "Um, your camera is not launching properly. Please <laughs> check your browser media and settings." I don't know. Wow. Wait. Are you in the? Are you on the web? Uh, yeah, you, I am. The, yeah. The browser of. Hey, can you download yeah. the Zoom app? I probably can, yeah. All right, gotta... all right, all right. Download the Zoom app and get back to me, all right? We, we got it, bro. Thank you. Later, bud. <laughs> Later. All right. And uh, as I did that, I kicked out Ty, or Ty kicked himself out. So, uh, yeah, we'll hang for another minute, see if he downloads it. I have to go and actually coach soon. But we will see. I'm going to read some chats for y'all. Damn, you know, I don't like that I'm so choppy today. It's really pissing me off. Because I got everything fixed. I got it all set up. Let's see. Yeah, it's really choppy. What the fuck, dude? So annoying. All right, I'm going to read some chat. Oh, well, Ty's back on. So I'm going to bring in Ty. Yo, 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 dude. Hello. What's up? Hi. How are you? Said, yeah, I'm good. Um, you said you have to leave soon, so I just leave the Zoom meeting. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you could ask. You could ask a quick question. Hold on. Let me get the camera so I can uh, let you see my face. Wait, you're literally gonna set up a camera now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, ask me the question as you're setting it up. Okay. So, um, how do you know if like a girl likes you? Because I've been, you know, I've been following your tips. And uh, Yo. I've been. Oh, hey, man. What's up? <laughs> Hi. Uh, so, uh, so I've been following your tips, and then uh, you know, I've been treating people like my best friend. People like my best friends. I've been, you know, e expressing my attraction to the girls I like. But then the problem is, I don't know if they like me back or not. Like they were really friendly. Okay. But then I don't know, like. You then know, you're not expressing your, you're not expressing your attraction enough. Tell me what you oh, say. Okay. Um. So I just pay attention to like the um jewelries, yeah, the hairstyle, the vibe, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah it varies. Like not everyone's the same. So know? give me an example. You say jewelry. Yeah. So some girls uh, love to wear rings and uh you know necklace and all. 
whatnot. And I, you know, if I like them, then I wanna, you know, compliment the jewelry that they are wearing. Okay. Now, what about the yeah. vibe? What do you say about the vibe? Oh, so like, um, so like, I can I can tell them that you know I would like chatting with you. You want to hang out sometime, and then um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. So you need to turn up the heat buddy when you express your attraction i want it yeah. to be more uh explicit so okay use a, a good way to uh like a really easy word that you could use to make it clear is sexy so you could tell her okay yeah you, okay. you could be like that's sexy when you said that okay yeah um that's clear and um yeah say and uh yeah oh, instead so like going. instead of saying oh you're you're really cute or your nose is really cute you could say like oh mm -hmm. your lips are really sexy <laughs> you could even you could okay. even say like they look like really good kissing lips okay and from there i mean you you gauge how the person feels if they recoil in fear and you say oh okay maybe it's not that work but you know if you yeah. were watching a movie with the person you guys are next to each other Mm -hmm. And you just look and you just like, damn, you are so sexy. See how she reacts. <laughs> okay. I know. I mean, like, th weird, that's man. what I, I know. I know. But that's what I mean when I say express your attraction. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yee, yee, yee. Are you going to try this? Oh, like do the uh, attraction thing? Yeah, I can try. Okay. So then. Uh, next time you come on, I want to hear how it went. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, why cannot? Uh, I mean, why can't we do the mock date between men? You know. Why what? Why why can we not do a mock date between men? Oh, but you can. What does it have to be between men and women? Oh no, you can. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Just like you said. Um, I mean, you said there are no women here, so we're not gonna do a mock date tonight. I was like. That's kind of weird. No, 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 no. I said there's no women here. And he said, oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. Okay. It's not interesting. I didn't say we're not gonna. I just said <laughs> there's no women here. Yeah, no, no. If you want to do it between men, that's totally fine. Yeah, I want to see how, you know, this between men look like. Yeah. Is it like men and women? Yeah. yeah. All right. Next time we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. I'll see you next time, okay? See you. Later. And now we got Riki Diki. What up, dude? He's here. I can't hear you, though. Or you haven't spoken. <laughs> oh, he's connecting to audio. Uh-oh, now the audio doesn't work? It says your audio works. Speak. No, audio does not. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I think he's going to get it. Yeah, that is a sick beard. Anthony, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Hey, I hear you now. What's, the, what's up, man? Dude, you're the bomb, bro. How you been? 
I've been pretty good. How are you? Cool, man. Yeah. Um, do a big fan. You you make like such funny show. I love your sense of humor. Um, oh, thank you so you're much. Awesome. Thank yeah, you so yeah. much. Um, yeah, you you really. Somebody said you have like you have a really dope beard. You have a sick beard, oh, man. It's oh, your you. your cut is great. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, a barber and uh, yeah, just have to be a manly man and grow that beard. For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So th this is my uh, question for you, Mr. Anthony Rezzanello. Um, yeah. Okay. How, how I, I know you said like when, when you were growing up, you struggled like with social interactions. So as you got older, um, when did you finally become confident? And what was that like that shift in like your person where you could just be yourself like openly and willingly? Uh, that's a good question. I think mm -hmm. I don't think there was any one moment. Uh, I think, I think it was slow. It was more like watching like the clock move. Mm. You, if you just watch the clock, this nothing's happening. But then if you just kind of got to work and just put your head down and focused on your self-improvement over time and really, you know, in my case, just got out there, met people, went on dates and then you look up at the clock and you go, oh, wow, like six hours have passed. Holy crap. How did that how did that little hand move so far? Um, it was more like that. But I'm sure there were some milestones that I just can't remember right now. Um, let's see. Because like I was just thinking like sometimes I'm in front of like a really cute girl and I get like really intimidated. Like like I'm looking at like a tiger, a saber tooth tiger, you yeah. know, like, OK, here I go. And I'm like shaking. I'm like, oh, what do I do? Yeah. And like I just want to be normal. I just want to be yeah. calm, you know. Oh, well, well, you already you already told me what your problem is right there in your what you said. Just being normal. No, no. When you said, OK, here I go. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't oh, do okay, okay, here I go. Oh. <laughs> you know what that is? Yeah. That's like it? being at a race uh, and then the guy shoots the gun for everyone to go. Oh. That that's going to build tons of anxiety for you. That's right. go, you know, that's like starting a video game or or whatever or getting into a fight and fight. That's ah. <laughs> it's that anxiety. Okay, here I go. Right. So it's already off to a bad start before you even mm. interact. And so it, it, I'm all about preparation. You know, for me, that, that idiom, you know, an ounce of prep beats a pound of cure. And so I am all about getting my, how do I get my head in the right place so I feel so comfortable? And so if to answer your question better, I think what I really did is I was able to find the right steps over the years, enough of the right steps over the years, where when I did get to an interaction, I felt great, I felt confident, I felt fearless. Um, and over the years, I would find a step and go, oh, this step helps. And then I go, yeah, but I'm still fucking shitty here. Oh, well, this step helped, this step helped. So like a lot of that, for and, and for, for instance, the whole, okay, here I go. That goes, okay, it's a performance. So um, 
you know, before you talk to your friend, mm -hmm. do you go, all right, here I go. <laughs> no. Why not? Because <laughs> I, 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 um, I don't, I don't, I don't have that need to like, you know, to like, you know, shine like, Hey, I don't need a, I don't have that need to like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like a performance, you know, I don't feel that way yeah. with my friends. No. Yeah. Why do you have to shine when you talk to somebody, when you meet a woman? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, maybe it's like, it's like a bad habit, maybe yeah. too many romantic movies. Yeah. I don't know. It's Ricky, not, I, no I got yeah. news for you, Ricky. Sure. You're already shining right now. Oh, okay. thanks. <laughs> you're shining. <laughs> like, yeah, like your vibe is great. You're, you're, you're really great. Oh, so, you, I mean, man. you're thank already you. shining. Okay. Do you know what happens when you try to shine something too much? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> You like, uh, I'm just like coming up with this metaphor right now. Like okay. you, you start like, you start like fucking up the, the shine. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Kind of like self-sabotage, right? Like, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. You're overshining. You're like, and it's like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's breaking down. Um, you're already shining, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So like when you go, oh, I have to now put on this this cool guy thing or I have to be my best self. I don't want you to be your best self. You're mm -hmm. already your best self right now. So okay. adding all that type of stuff on top is just watering you down. It's, it's, it's making you not recognizable to the people that are looking for you. Uh, but it like, again, it all comes from the beginning. Um, and that's why I say, literally try to see the person that you're interacting with the way you see your best friend when you interact with them. Like literally mm -hmm. enter that place in your brain. Um, now, things that you... Okay, so give me the context of the moment that you approach somebody. Yeah, okay. So let's say like a, like a really cutie, like a super cute girl, super like bomb Italian girl, right? So let's say I walk <laughs> up to her. Walk up to this beautiful girl and I just like, uh, I don't know, like. Where do you like, see her? Okay, Give me the context. Where are okay, you? Okay, we're in a park. We're in, we're in a parking lot. We're going to. We're gonna meet up. We're gonna just, just, just a friendly chit chat. So, I'll say, hey, how are you? She'll say good. I'll say, any plans for today? Yeah, I'm doing this. Uh down nothing like like no, no nothing i got nothing going after that yeah so yeah and now and now how did you, you said this is through friends or you approached a stranger this is yeah like a stranger okay so uh why did you ask a stranger what her plans were i, I was interested i wanted to get i want to see like um more, more like i was interested in what that person was like doing how they spend their day kind of just just fishing, you know, just fishing. Got it. All right. Yeah. So hold on. Let me, I'm, I'm trying to f find the right <laughs> path of what I, I have like four things I want to say. So I, I like okay. trying to figure out the first one. Um, Ricky, I want you to, when you are approaching that stranger, that hot Italian, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't want you, I, I want you to do a little exercise for a little bit 
for like a month sure, or two. Okay. I'll take a note. No, you don't have to write it down. It's easy. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> I want you to not try to attract that person. I, I want you to try to not see that person in a romantic way. Okay. I literally want you to just go up to that person expecting that no romantic outcome will happen. Like literally expect it. Go, yeah, yeah okay. I am oh, yeah. I am not going to make this into a romantic thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I want you to replace that with just saying, I want to see if me and this person can have fun talking together. In other words, like I want to say things that I would say to my best friend that are fun. And I want to see if that person responds in a way that I like. In other words, a way that my best friend responds to me. If that person does, then it's good. Then you guys have chemistry. Um, and then afterwards, I want you to go, yeah, it's still just friends. There's no romantic, it even, there's chemistry and there's still no romantic outcome coming from this. Um, maybe I could perhaps be friends with this person. Hey, we should make friends. You know, you like this and I like this. We should make friends. Um, so, so just like, just don't, don't expect anything more than just like, I think how you told yeah. the last person, just yeah. be focused and this person kind of like, yeah. no, don't expect anything more or less. Right. Kinda. Yes, that's right. And but, now okay. if it, if that person does not respond to your satisfaction, like your best friend would respond to you, then you go, yeah, I can move on. I don't really like this person. Mm. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, what, what you're doing is, is you're just going on a performance mode before you even know if you like the person or not. You're, you're right. kind of like saying like, ooh, this is romantic. I have to make this work. <laughs> I have to be hot and cool for this woman. You don't even know if you like her. Right. And so I want you to remove that. Just take it all away. All of this yeah. romance and you being hot and cool and all of that stuff. I want you to get mm -hmm. to the foundation. Let's start small. I want you to see if you have chemistry with this person. Do you vibe well with this person? Again, this is not a performance for you. This is a right. this is basically a test for them. Say, so do I like this person? Am I vibing with this person? Um, that's true. Wow. Anthony, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And now I want you to also, um, approach all people, all strangers, uh, mm -hmm. instead of just the hot Italians. Okay. You got it. Okay. I'll, I'll because also, because also what happens when you, uh, isolate your interactions to people that you, you know, have this perceived value for, right you start to uh yeah you just you yeah, you, you, you kind of normal, perpetuate right? yeah. that nervousness and that dynamic you have with them but what happens is if you interact with everybody equally mm -hmm. and give everybody around you equal attention and the same ricky what right. happens is your brain starts going, oh, this is just how I interact with people. And so then when I do find that hot Italian woman, <laughs> I, I already have the momentum built of interacting with all these other people in the natural Ricky way. 
right. that naturally shines. So it's going to kind of fall into her interaction as well. Ooh. Cool. Wow. So yeah. I just want, basically, I would just want you being more friendly and social to everybody and cutting, okay, yeah, yeah. cutting out this, uh, the, the romantic dynamic at the moment. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh man, Anthony, I learned so much from you. Like, <laughs> wow. Hey, you're doing the, you're, you're on purpose, man. You're doing, this is your job. You're, you're the, you're number one. You're number, number uno, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing, man. Uh, you're you're amazing. Laugh. Oh, okay, shit, hold on. I got to put in other headphones. Yeah. One second. Yeah, right. My headphones just died. Oh, okay. Hold on. All right, how are we doing? We're good. You there? I learned. I learned. Oh, I shit. I got schooled there we go. by, by an OG. Original, original man. Yeah. I got schooled by an OG. You're awesome, man. You got <laughs> to come awesome. on the stream more. I will, dude. Yeah, I've, I've been busy, but yeah, I'm happy I caught it today and I'm on it. And yeah, it's fun. I'm glad. Good show. Good show. Oh, thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Great. Um, I'd right, love dude. to. I'd love to see you on here again, buddy. Nice to Hell meet yeah, you finally. Man. Okay, going on. All right, thanks, dude. Later, everyone. Bye. All right, have a good night. See you. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. That was a fun stream, baby. Three hours. I literally said three hours as it hit three hours. That's pretty cool. Um, Bill Batit. Wow. Listen, I was expecting a nice interaction. I was expecting him to have some gems, but he kind of, like I said, he like fire hosed the the gems. We, me and him, were like we we click philosophically. That guy, it that that's a rare occurrence for me to find another person that aligns so closely to what I talk about which just validates my philosophy even more. <laughs> um, I am so happy to see everybody chatting in here. Guys, once again, you being here is building this community of the type of people that talk about this type of stuff. There's really not a lot of places on the internet that talk about relationships in this way. I do and you do, okay? There is a spectrum. There is creepy, red pill, alt-right, fucked up, alpha male, crazy, psychopath shit. And then there is basic, boring, obvious, cosmopolitan stuff that eh, it's like, come on, really? There's nothing else. There's nothing else. So you being here is helping to form this community, guys. Um, and I'm just so, so thankful that you are here and that you like this stuff. You like what I have to say. You like what Bill had to say. You like what we're talking about. Um, so thank you so much. And the fact that you guys are jumping on zoom, talking to me, asking me questions. It's like, I'm so appreciative to have people that want to know what I think, you know, that's, makes me feel really good to know that. Um, so please, every Tuesday, every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then if you live in 
Europe, whatever the fuck time that is, you're probably sleeping. I'm sorry. Um, and once again, I plug it all the time, baby. I plug it all the time. The Reddit. Um, we didn't actually look at that. We didn't even have time to get to all of the Reddit posts today. Um, but I want to cut, I want to go through all of the Reddit's, um, each session, just slowly go through them. Feel free to post anything you want in there, you know, like weird, funny stuff, anything like you could talk about the stream that we just had, you know, uh, you know, like Dan's who I know is watching right now. He said, uh, will Bill Petit flake on Anthony again and made a poll. Like, that's funny. Um, I, you know, in all of these videos that you guys are linking, I, I need this stuff. Like I don't have time in the day to look for stuff to react to, to talk about, to analyze like literally all day today. I, from the time I woke up, I was researching Kristen Stewart because I'm making a classic charm episode on her. And I, I really want it to be released on Monday. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but I'm going to try as hard as I can, but it's literally I'm watching 10 hours straight of her, just trying to figure her out, trying to take as many notes as I can to form a, you know, like there's <laughs> so much I'm doing. So like the fact that you guys are on the Reddit, putting that stuff in there is so helpful to me. Um, and again, it, it forms the community. You know, I'm going to be able to hold events, you know, soon. Live events where you guys can come. We can hang out. You can meet everybody that's in the chat. You know? But we're building this community. There's 23 people here. You know, each each video gets, you know, 300 to like 600 views right now of the podcast. We're starting really small. But you, me, we're going to build over time. We're going to build this community. Um, and we're going to like teach real actual relationship skills, healthy relationship skills to the world. But it's literally, I need you. I literally need you in this. I cannot do this by myself. And that's why I started this podcast as a live stream because I need you guys to help me. I can't do it by myself. Um, so I want to thank you guys so much for that. Um, Dan's said he's going to cream because of live events. Um, and so let me read some chats. Anthony, the prospect spreading the gospel. This is like sick shit you guys are saying here. <laughs> um, Candace said this was a fun stream. I'm glad. Um, I'm already used to it. And I, don't about, uh, I don't know what some these conversations are. The time is a bit inconvenient. Valdina says the stream starts at 3 a.m. in my time zone, but I'm glad I caught half of it today. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, so before I go, Aldous says, Me Too has been thrown shit at because right-wingers want to make it seem like just express expressing your attraction will ruin your life. It's not true. This is so fucking huge. This is so big, so important. There, There's no sexual assault in expressing your attraction in a non-work environment. <laughs> Be clear about that, Okay. In a work environment, no, you don't express your attraction to somebody. 
In a non-work environment, you do express your attractions to somebody. Do you assault somebody? Can anybody in the chat tell me if you assault people? Should you do that? No. That's the fucking answer. Is expressing your attraction assault? No, it's not. It's expressing your attraction in a non-work environment. Um, does going for a kiss mean that you're assaulting? No, that's going for a kiss. What about, what about assaulting somebody? Is that assaulting somebody? Yeah. What about the R word? Is that, is that assaulting? Yeah, that's, that's bad stuff. Um, is that clear? <laughs> I just love it when like Republicans and whatever conservatives and all right. It's like, I can't even go on dates anymore because of me too. What? Why? Why? I can't even like meet a woman. I can't even approach a woman in public because of me too. Why? Do you assault women in public? Like what? Well, it's like the most fucking ridiculous thing to say. So, so, so stupid. <laughs> Candace says, what if people express an attraction when they are your Uber driver? Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, my brain said, well, like maybe make friends with the person. I would say err on not doing that either. I would say unless it's like just the most ridiculously obvious situation where you guys had so much chemistry, then yeah, maybe say like, hey, we should be friends. We should get together sometime. If it's like so obvious, like the person is asking you questions if you're an Uber driver. Aside from that, if you're an Uber driver, just fucking leave the person alone. <laughs> Let's see what else you guys say. I'm just reading the chat. Yeah, isn't it great how every time somebody comes on the Zoom, you guys are all just fucking awesome people that are so charming and interesting. So Aldous also says, um, sexy is a scary word for me because I don't want to creep someone out. I've seen sexy or sexual words used to extreme failure and scaring others. So yeah, listen, things need to be calibrated. Um, but I would actually tell you 
And I'm telling you, as in you, 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 not the general you, telling you that I would err on the side of risking thinking that you're going to be creepy or extreme failure. Because one, you need to practice expressing attraction to people to get good at it. And number two, those occurrences are rare and far and few between. Um, yeah, but that say that being said, yes, things need to be calibrated. I don't, you know, I, I don't tell somebody that in the first 10 seconds you meet somebody, you know, say, Hey, I want to jump your bones. You don't tell somebody you want to have sex with them or something like that in the first second. Um, the other thing is it's how you say it, you know? You could go up to somebody and be like, man, I just, I could not get over how sexy your eyes are. If you say it like that, they'll probably just be like, oh, wow. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh, and be kind of flustered. But if you go up and be like, you know, your eyes are so sexy. I mean, that would be creepy. It's, it's in how you say it. Um, I like to think of it as like saying it objectively. <laughs> um, like I'm saying it as a matter of fact. I'm not saying it because it's like, oh, oh, I can't take it anymore. But like you have, you have really sexy eyes. I mean, it's kind of, it's crazy. Um, yeah. But. It is important to express your attraction to people when you feel it, as soon as you feel it. And um, you're going to find that the more you practice and the more you say it as a matter of fact, and the more you have that person's well-being in mind when you say it. Because another thing is, it's like, This is, this is big too. And before I go, I, I think this is important for me to say, and, and you've, you've heard me say this before. Everything I say is for that person, not for me. And I, I believe that people feel the difference. So if, if you see that creepy guy hitting on a girl saying sexual stuff to her, and she's not liking it, it's likely that he's saying it for him so he could get sex, so he could get her interested. He's saying it for him. He's saying it as a tactic. Whenever I'm interacting with somebody, I'm never thinking of that shit. I literally am never caring about if what I'm saying is going to benefit me. The, the only benefit I want is, well, one, I want the interaction to be obviously a nice one. I want to see if we can have a good connection and have a good relationship. But primarily, at the top, when I compliment somebody, when I express my attraction, it's 100% because I want that person to feel really good. I want that person to feel attractive. 
I want that person to feel sexy. That's why I say it. Like I get such, just such pleasure, satisfaction from seeing somebody go, wow, like I feel like really attractive. And that's why I could say something and just walk away, turn around and walk away and say, have a nice day. Because I literally am not saying it whatsoever for my own sake. I, I care so much about saying, I just want to make this person feel really attractive. And so when I say things, that's, it's all it's coming from. And I believe that is the big differentiator in terms of if this is going to come off creepy or not. I truly believe that when a person, a person can feel what your intentions are when you're saying it. Again, I just, I just care about making that person feel good. It's exciting to me. It makes me feel so good to know that that person feels good. Um, and so there you go. That's it, everybody. Thank you for coming. Your favorite beta boy <laughs> signing off. Uh, I'll see everybody on Tuesday. And I'm going to try to get another fun guest on. Yeah, I have some people in mind. Because in all my videos, I realized there's been a lot of correspondence between people that have seen my videos that I've reacted to. Where I have been in light, like, DM correspondence with these people. Who's to say they won't want to come on my little tiny little podcast thing? You know? For a little bit. So I'm going to reach out, put out some feelers, and see if I could get somebody on every week or every episode. I think that would be really fun. And if anybody has any suggestions, put it in the Reddit. Once again, link for Reddit is in the description. If you want to apply to be on betas, link in the description. You'll get the Zoom link before each, before each time I go live. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, I'm going to try to get some fun people on every time. I think that would just be so fun. I like interacting with people. I hate just talking to a camera. The only reason I feel comfortable talking to the camera right now is because like I know you guys are listening to me right now. But when I'm filming videos, it feels so weird to be talking to a camera because there's nobody there. <laughs> I could be talking to a wall. All right, so what does everybody say? Meet in Austin for a weekend? I mean, I'm probably going to do a LA meetup and maybe a New York meetup. I got to see how many people are in each side, you know? Maybe I'll do like a little poll or something like that. Figure out where people are. <laughs> 